Wrong thing. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Gambit Roundtable. I am SoloBase15, here with our good friends Calvin Awesome, Tasnix, Zareth, and Fatal. How's it going, guys? Hello, hello. Lolo. So good. Hello there. I mean, hello there. You guys said variants <laughs> of hello. I, I didn't get the memo. So much energy to start the stream. <laughs> Got to pace yourself. We're an energetic lot. But with our chat earlier today, I was like, God, I feel old. I feel yes. so old. <laughs> yes. Everything creaks and cracks. I laughed at my father whose joints popped like popcorn. Now it is I who pop like popcorn. Yeah, popcorn runs in the family, apparently. <laughs> or just in that age range. So it happens, man. It's a it's a tough thing to to handle to handle that, but um I don't know. Uh, it's it's an interesting thing. We have adults who grew up on episode one, like like Mister <laughs> Awesome. Here. We're looking at you. <laughs> I did too. Wasn't and accounted for. <laughs> I was there, man. I I mean i i went I went as a teenager to to see it. Right. I saw episode uh, yeah, three and like as a teenager and sat next to someone who had the Kashyyyk battle ended up screaming yeah Wookiees and that's like my <laughs> defining memory of it he also cried when a Wookiee died so mm. I mean it's a Wookiee of course it's like a dog dying it's, it's, very, it's very it's, that's like accurate it's your, and defensive <laughs> right it's like your pet dying that's like that's what I call the Wookiee team is the pets team I mean that's just <laughs> what it is <laughs> it's it's a sad I truth because you wanted to pet them Oh. Why do you think they have the, that name? Obviously. <laughs> Why do you think they had them as pets, Kelvin? I mean, technically, the Empire kind of did. <laughs> they really I think we're did. stretching the definition of pet. <laughs> are, or, or are we? Oh, oh, what? A, Lord. <laughs> I don't know. You have pack mules. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, no, that that interaction was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I, par uh, I par partially apologize. Yeah. So, Calvin, welcome, welcome to the roundtable. It's been about eight years. Yes, they've been a very long, I think three or so months. How's it going? It's, it's good to see you. Glad glad you were not traveling this time. Yes. It's um, nice to be back, especially with the amount of nudes, or not, not nudes, the what? amount of nudes. <laughs> what is sorry, happening today? Hey. That's just the first thing. And we're not even drinking. Um, <laughs> the amount of news revolving around Jar Jar Binks right now, which is uh, still unreal to me. Overdue. This wound oh, was really. long overdue. <laughs> And I'm really happy he's coming in the form of the full gunk infection. Like, I would have been okay with, like, a senator or a GR or something like that. But, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty big fan of the fact that we're getting the whole gang. Agreed. Boss Nass is king. Boss Nass, Captain Topples. Yes. I, I hope we get Sebulba. Because yes. we're, Sebulba and Wada were on my wish list. Yeah. We're we're lacking right now. We're lacking in dark side characters. Like we we have zero dark side that that are like they announced all like eight light side, which is Pretty fine. Much, yeah, straight up eight light side characters. But but like they're, I don't know. Have, have they ever stop. have they ever released released all like eight eight in the same like you know light side or dark side at once alignment? 
Like well, this, this year, so, in a row? the same exact thing happened with the solo faction. They gave us like eight like scoundrels or whatever prepared scoundrels, and they're like, "Oh, you can have a range trooper too." Uh, yeah, and then they gave us the the old republic for Jedi Knight Revan. It was like, what was it? It was like ten out of twelve of their releases were light side in a row. Oh, this yeah, is a lot. The game's always been a little bit. They, they've gotten better at it, but the game has always been pretty light side, uh, lopsided. Yeah, but has now I'm gonna for I'm gonna completely forget what was has released in the past year. But I feel like it's been very dark side heavy recently. Well, the con the, conquest like, the releases I think have been. Yeah, con conquest releases for sure have been at like, I mean, so lopsided that even Meat Face noticed and said something. Like, well, but then you have Bo and you have Cal as light side. That's true. Yeah, and you have Leia. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, last year I guess the the big ones were light side. Um, but then before that we had you know Reva and Afra, Grand Inquisitor. So whatever, man. I I don't even know. Do, do you guys know what the off the top of your heads what the balance is between light and dark side characters? I had I had it counted pretty recently, and it was. It's still in favor of light side, but it's it's not as big as it used to be. It's something like I think it's under sixty percent now. It's like fifty nine to forty one, and it used to be larger. Mm. It used to be like sixty five or something. Nice. Okay, so they're they're making up. Well, they, they were making up uh, the the distance, but now it's uh, Gungan set them back. Yeah, <laughs> Gungan style. It's okay because the dark sides have doubt. <laughs> like we're just gonna balance it with a crown. That's true. That'll be nice. We'll all enjoy that. Whatever it takes at this point. <laughs> doubt, doubt, save us all. <laughs> doubt, save us all. It might. Doubt, annoy the hell out of us all at the same time. That's true too. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a wild five v five. I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's is not it, going to be okay. It's either it going just, to be wild or it's just going to be like, well, and then everything just gets overkilled anyway. So it's really just a question of can you blend those? Can you find the weak point? Mm -hmm. Can you bait their a loss with placing Leia with old Ben and Kanan and being like, yeah, go ahead, use Mon Mothma. I, da I dare you. That's, that's like the one GL. Go. I guess, I'm, man. I'm going down with the ship. That's so, <laughs> man. I, I, I'll, I'll boost my rank in three, and then I'll lose in five v five, and that's fine by me. <laughs> I mean, man, man's got to have his principles. It's fine. It's all gonna be fine, guys. We'll all be okay. I'm sure. I, I do think that the bait strategies are probably are becoming more and more attractive as things go on, and we just kind of keep figure. I feel like we're figuring out counters and we're figuring out the datacrons almost on a faster pace than we used to be. So you kind of have to that like the funky teams in the front and bottom wall. I they've always been good, but I feel like they're more relevant now than ever. Yeah, yeah. You can't just set. Like a front wall of all the GLs and be like, you're you're not clearing both zones. It's 
you, you have to. I think you have to be a, a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've, it's always been what one of the like. Typically, I I just assume that I'm going to clear the front two zones. So, you know, the, I I just put all my toughest stuff in the back because they just every once in a while someone will just super overcommit or they'll they'll just that they'll have the perfect combination of things that they should have saved in the back zone and they'll be like, oh, I don't have an answer for any of your crap back here. Right. Yeah, this season I enjoyed very much going up against all the people that set five GLs on defense, and then they very clearly used two GLs on my front zone, and then they opened up the back, and they were like, oh, well, yeah. I should stop playing now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fair. You see, you see that lovely, like, 58 or 59 in the yep. front zone, and you're like, gotcha. <laughs> Sucker. I even got to play against a couple people that didn't have Bo-Katan, which is fun. Wow. You know what's funny? I, I my placed main Lord Vader. <laughs> <laughs> my main account went up against more people without Bo than my alt did, and my alt is like 1,500 ranks behind my main account. I was like, how the hell did this happen? My alt's first pod was like all Ma it was all Tass's Guild and Caw Patrol, and I was like, <laughs> Well, this is going to go well. <laughs> this last everything was so, like... I don't even know if there's words for how dumb this whole thing was. That, like, I don't think there was any one of my matches that could be described as, like, and then we both played well. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I... Okay, at, at first match of first week... I came up with the defense in like the last 10 minutes before a round ended and I just let that shit rock for the entire season. And my I posted Lord Vader all nine times, including I didn't check if Bo Katan was there. I was just like, eh, whatever. The Lord Vader cop I posted was Lord Vader Marauder Sith Empire Trooper. <laughs> and that got holds, I think, four or five times. Oh, uh, what was the comp again? Lord Vader, Sith Marauder, and Sith Empire Drooper. That got holds. That got holds. <laughs> it, that I is don't, bizarre. I don't, <laughs> don't worry, guys. My mind is breaking for you. You, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to break your own mind for it. <laughs> you know. You know what comp was actually difficult for Bo. I still won, so it didn't matter. But I like thought I was losing the entire time. It was Darth Vader. With Lord Vader and Talon, mm. with the the protection up level six, because the protection up stops Bo from eating you, and Talon was like, "Cool, you killed him the first time. Here he is again, and now you have dots." Wow. And then I won. <laughs> and then I won, but I was terrified for like the first two minutes because it was like. Oh god, he came back and I can't kill anyone right now because protection up. Uh is this gonna go bad? And then it didn't. Then it didn't. That's yeah. I mean, if nothing else, this is the first season where CG managed to free Maul. And it it didn't yeah. feel like committing sacrilege to do so. He was just out there, kind of usually just killing draft teams, but he was out there. <laughs>
Fatal, you saved me one time, so so, and you didn't even know about it. But um, the uh, my my alt was facing someone who plays Bokatan, and I was like, I I don't know what I have left. Like I I just don't have that much left. She's just gonna kill everything that I do have left. And someone was like, Oh, well, Fatal just used uh, uh he just used Bando with Han and Chewie, and that just just basically kills just bogaton but once you kill her the, the the others aren't bad so you just have to multi-shot and i'd already dropped like 200 banners or something that round oh i was God. like i was like yeah we could do that it all <laughs> well, well, let me the... let me tell you about my last week wherein i did not check into loadout to make sure that that clocking was locked in it, it just <laughs> happened to automate that way in the first week so i was like yeah this is always going to be that way right did <laughs> not happen in the last week and well, just got absolutely wrecked by her as a result it's great well well then you we both lucked out that you saved me <laughs> that shit worked <laughs> i was like oh yeah fatal's a genius that's great that worked <laughs> as it turns out it was the blind leading the blind to victory <laughs> i lead others to a treasure i cannot possess just that whole last week i was miserable like well, maybe Bam's going to be clots against Dashwell. No, it's worse somehow. <laughs> oh, man, maybe Skiff can bail me out. Nope, Skiff is the fastest on your team somehow. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it saved me, though. I was able to clear, and then the other guy, like, lost one fight and just quit or something. I'd have no idea what happened, but he didn't. He lost his nerve. And honestly, he played too much on defense. I think he's overcommitted. So it's my alt. Slow Kyber ki like, 1. What's up? Sorry. That's that Kyber 2 special war I'm at right now. I, I, I actually lost the last round because they attacked once with like 50 minutes left. And <laughs> I was going to attack back, but like get two more points so that I'd be ahead. But then I started playing Helldivers on the rest of the stream. No. They, they attacked me back with like three minutes left. I was like, you son of a bitch. You got wow. me. <laughs> playing. Game. Oh, I did that once. And I felt so dirty. And at the oh. same time, I was like, this is so great. I did a total of two matches and I won. <laughs> that is foul. That odious. I keep on talking about, like, man, Kyber 2 is crazy right now, and everyone's like, well, you're just not at the right point in Kyber, and I would post my rank, and it's, like, 20 points off of the top of Kyber 2. <laughs> Dude, nasty. Uh, Ky Kyber 2, like, my my alt, I mean, at this point now, I have I have seven GLs. Gosh, I've lost my soul on that account. Well. <laughs> I know, what a terrible person I've become, or have been, and have been hiding the whole time, but uh, one way or another, it's like we're, I don't know, I, I feel very confident again. It's anyone in Kyber 2. Uh, that Kyber 1, though, Kyber 1's been, I've been impressed with the the stone wall of Kyber 1. Like, it's it's tough to break into it. Like, I keep I keep falling out and jumping back in. And I started to get some wins, but you have to kind of tighten your shot group. You can't just assume that all of your opponents are going to suck, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's like my alt that was sitting. I wasn't in Kyber 2, but by the time that that um round was over where it was, it was literally all ma and ka and i was like you sons of bitches i'm like 11 million gp what are you doing down here <laughs> oh way yeah. yeah. take take your crap somewhere else 
Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing. Like usually with my alt, one of the things is you can know it can you can usually find like one big flaw in things. I'm like, okay, they don't they have the wrong Lord Vader comp, and I can use something like pretty cheap against it. Or right, you know, they put Jedi Master Luke down, and especially with a comp that they shouldn't have, and now they they've killed like three of their good teams just in in one easy win for me or you know like there's all this usually is like some kind of big blunder and yeah w- once you get to kyber one it's like that's not assured anymore you know like you you get to the point you're like okay i haven't used wampa for most of the you know like except for as a cleanup for like most of this season because people you know aren't putting really easy stuff down it's um and that that was kind of the gimmick of that account of you know back when i only had three gls yeah, you, you had to find little little things like that that, that you could right. you could jump in and beat. And Kyber One just does doesn't have those handholds the, the way you, you kind of need it to be with that kind of account. Kyber Two is mostly fair game though, still, especially because of um, a lot of the the best people in Kyber Two are in Kyber One again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, Kyber 2 is basically the old 2,500 and below in Kyber 2. Because Kyber 1 is up to 4,000 again. They actually did grow it. They did. I mean, like, probably a thousand of them are from Erodium, but they did. <laughs> they did grow it. <laughs> I was going to say, most of them are from where they're supposed to be. Some of them, not so much. <laughs> Hey, they just said they were growing Kyber One. Not that you deserve to be in Kyber One, all right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Verbage. Dang. Hashtag verbage. <laughs> yeah, someone actually. I, I was feeling kind of low. My my all or my main account was just like, ah, they just kind of struggled a couple matches, and you know, it's like, all right, we need to make adjustments. And someone's like, well, you're in the top 100. I'm like, no, I'm not even in the top 100. Like. And like 128 or something. And someone's like, no, there's like so many people from Rhodium ahead of you right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was Which like, that kind of bugs me because okay. I feel like I'm close to my highest point. And I can't tell. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. It's, it's, and was someone saying like we have, we have like 40 more locked in to, to head over for, for mm-hmm. this coming 5v5? Yeah. No end in sight. I was. So I, I wasn't expecting it, but I was really hoping the road ahead was going to have something about that. Like, just, just you know, a little, hey, we're not done expanding Kyber 1. You're going to deal with this for one more month. Or, you know, just something. But no. No. I mean, they went for well over a year without acknowledging their squish thing was broken. I, I just don't have much faith that they're ever going to acknowledge anything involving that until there's like a fix in the works that does tend to seem to be cg's behavior on it is i mean does that imply that as of yet they still haven't identified a fix because that is just insane that is well so they did actually sort of vaguely warn that this was going to happen yeah so they expected it Right, yes. Yeah. So they but weren't, what, they what weren't sure fix, it was gonna though. work. Yeah. They just vaguely promised that they would fix it. Like in, in our minds they yeah. promised, and in their minds they're like, We did we said no such thing. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. good. Yes, it's all making sense now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So, what what would you guys prefer then? But like, let's let's just say, okay. So I it's it needs to be fixed. But what would you prefer? Would you prefer all of us slowly circling the drain, slowly getting pushed out of Kyber One to to the point where it's it's like it's imminent, like we're less than a thousand people in there. We we were. Um, or would you rather have the them like catapulting hapless erodium people? Over? I I'd rather have this to be honest with you, because at the 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 final one before they fix this, you could be in like the the 92 to 100 pod and just drop out of kyber one if you were the O and three account and that's just that's dumber to me than Getting a couple a people that are just gonna fail mm. being here i mean it, it... As going from a rhodium into Kyber One, like I, I don't know, you don't get to play GAC, and for a lot of people, like that would piss me off personally. I'd, I'd be like, no, I want to play the game mode more than I care about the rewards. But on the rewards level, even if they just sign up and then lose every fight, mm -hmm. it's it's still a pretty nice little boost, right? Effect. Yeah, and but like, so that's you, and that's everyone in this room, not just you. Where we're all competitive, we want to play. Like the only reason that these guys made it to kyber one is because they took a giant chunk of time off and then don't sign up for every cut for every gac like they're not exactly the competitive erodium one players they're the uh i guess i should sign up this week erodium mm -hmm. players because <laughs> even when they make kyber one they don't sign up for the rewards what was it last time there was like eight of them were just sitting in the top and then didn't sign up that's right. That that actually did happen. It did. Yeah. Yeah. They got there out of laziness. Well, you know, we, we can't fault them for that because they were going to do this regardless of whether or not they got right. up to the top of Kyber. Oh, yeah. They're just doing that. Like, they're victims here. Right. Like, no, 100%. Yeah. They're uh, getting a little compensation, like, for what Zarat said. Like, the, the extra daily crystal income is actually probably going to be pretty nice for them, I imagine. But, yeah. Uh, you know, like whatever that you know, they're they're gonna end up filtering down, but it, it it just keeps getting worse. It's like eight to twelve that we're getting added each week of this previous yep. three season, something like that. Say so it's somebody told me it was forty people lined up. So it's right. The only time that it happens is at the start of a new season. So yeah. <laughs> oh, is that is that true? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. yeah you you can't cross. You can't because uh, I I know because my my littlest account has been climbing the ranks, and now now that I'm a, oh, I'm a okay. so you can go you can rise up and down in ranks within a season within your division, like within Kyber or within Erodium, but you can't go from division to division, uh, gotcha. until until the the next season. Um, close, season. Yeah. Yep. Are you trying to get your Prevailman account to be fighting your mains, Zareth? Is that what we're going for here? I'm trying to get it. Trading. I'm trying to get it so I can fight Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, geez. Honestly, like we're we're both in Kyber 3 right now, so it, it could happen. Hmm? <laughs> no. No, I, I, it, is, it is fun to see how, how much you can climb. Uh, with 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 it like i i was pretty sure it was a fluke i was like there's just no way this account should be in kyber right now 
but I've, I've stayed in Kyber for three seasons, so I feel like the, the flukiness of it. I feel like you've passed the fluke mark by now. Yeah. Well, the fact that half of the time I'm in Kyber 3 instead of Kyber 4 is, yeah. Yeah, Kyber 4 every once in a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember what it was like to be in a Rhodium. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Womp is viable in 5v5. It's wonderful. <laughs> Not a single Datacron to be seen. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you're in a Rhodium, that you have two types of opponents, really. Uh, like, you have the huge accounts, the, the, the guys who are getting launched, uh, you know, like, or the lazy accounts. The guys who are just getting launched into uh, Kyber right now. Those, those kind of accounts where you can like, all right, I'm like four million behind you, but I think I can still beat you. Um, <laughs> or or the people who have lower GP than you that beat the hell out of you, and they have really good Datacrons, and they, they know what they're doing. Because they they've like super optimized and they're you know it's probably other people like other good players alts and it's uh it's like they've just spent more time on their alt than you and you're like yeah I could have better way better mods on this account but <laughs> but I choose not to <laughs> strategically I, I, I choose life more strategically life. <laughs> for life yeah I can't I can't make myself you know. It's just a lot of work. A lot of work to do mods on an alt. That's yeah. <laughs> I concur. Uh, all right. That that being said, the really scary thing. So uh, you know, like we're all kind of elitist when it comes to mods, kind of, on some level at least. Like yes. even even as like, you know, there are a lot of people who have better mods than me and stuff on my main account. There's there's really. My prevail man has 17 25 speed uh, or higher mods um 17 of them and i think this last season i was in kyber 3 for the majority of it and i think there was one person who outmodded me the nice. whole the whole season nice I mean, like it's it's um the mod apathy at basically everywhere besides where we're at is um it's vast. It's fine. I'm not really, not even like judging people, really. It's just, uh, I didn't expect that, to be honest. It's one of those things. It's like, you know, what do you mean that, uh, like, there's not Mountain Dew in Brazil? Like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I literally, I, I searched all over the place when I first, the first time I went to Brazil, I was like, there has to be Mountain Dew here. They're like, no, we, there, uh, there just isn't. We eventually got it at a um, at a store that has a lot of imported stuff called Comving. The issue is, it's not the way Mountain Dew is here. Like it has juice in it, and it's neon, which oh, is man. super trippy. That's and like, I don't even think I've been able to find that since the one time I did. It's like when you get Coca Cola in Europe, and it's just not what you expect. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it was from, but it was not imported from the U.S. Hmm. Yeah, I I had Coke. Uh, that the, there was like an um, a, you know, like a can that was bottled. It, I don't know if it was Iraq or if it was Tur. I don't know. What, I don't even know what language it was. I feel so ignorant right now. But when I I was in Iraq though, and when you got a Coke, it it was like, well, you could tell what it's trying to be. <laughs> you know, it's mm. it's different though. It's it's very different. So mm. they use different ingredients somehow. That's interesting, though. So they do have Mountain Dew in Brazil. I'm a liar. They had one when I was there, and in your defense, 
I didn't find it after that. Like I tried going back and looking for it to like, you know, send people pictures of the, the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and <laughs> wasn't there after that, but it, I'll never forget it. Yeah, it, but it's just, it's crazy that, you know, your, your perceptions as an American, or at least mine, mine, my ignorant perceptions, I was like, how could it not be everywhere? It's like, it's just, a, it, it's so important, at least to me, way, way back in the day. And, um, you know, they do just fine without it. So, <laughs> and, and similarly, uh, it's like, hey, you know, like, how, what, are you putting a tenacity cross on this character? And like someone someone from Erodium's like I don't even put a cross on there <laughs> like or or what does what does the auto loader do you know like the auto loader right? yeah the, right. the auto mod that that's a I I chuckled when I saw like in the notes this week um that they had they had the auto mod thing they're like oh yeah we had a bug in that thing we had to fix it and I was like really people you oh yeah I guess they probably do I, I used you to mean the whole thing guys. isn't bugged? It's probably more people using it than not. No, I, I, like I, I think you're right, Fatal. I actually oh, think right. you're right. I don't, I'm not a fan, yeah. though. Oh, no, it, it's horrible. But the, what alternative Yeah, it's probably the reality. I'll, I'll say this, though. It's better than completely random, and it's better than zero. Like, it's better yes. than nothing. Yeah, that's... yeah, it's better than not equipping mm -hmm. anything at all. Mm -hmm. So That's the niche. For, for for that matter, I mean, I'm I guess I'm glad that it exists on that on that level. I don't know. I I wish we could pre-arrate. You know what? I, I that would be a really fun challenge match. I wish that we could do that in GAC. Like we've talked about it before. What if there was a feature to let everyone uh, to or to like so we have normal GAC and then we can sign up for a match against one person. Like do a challenge. Like I challenge Tass to a match of GAC. Hey, you know, and it, I, you know, I'll pay two hundred crystals. He could pay two hundred, and then we just go at it. No, no rewards, but it would be a cool spectacle. Yeah, exhibition you know? matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. I've long wanted something like that. That'd I would. Be... Yeah, that would be so cool. But you could, you'd start seeing some weird challenge. Like, what if, what if you could just say, "All right, I'm gonna auto mod my entire roster. He's gonna do the <laughs> same, and then let's have a, a challenge match. Like, <laughs> let's do, let's let's go at it." Like let's see what what the what CG chooses to give us. I don't know. Like, what would you do with with a match with like randomized ish mods? I mean, I guess I'd try to win. I, I would lament that it costs two hundred crystals every time. <laughs> sure, yeah, right. I mean, if if we could uh, just that... like, I'm just saying, if you could choose it, like some people are like, oh, we're facing each other. Let's just do no galactic legends or whatever i don't know i feel like we'd start seeing some people coming up with some creative things oh yeah Challenges, I, I would be at a great disadvantage one of the things that i've always wanted to find out like actually put to the test is there's a lot of comments about like mods don't matter at all anymore since datacrons came took all the stats mods are oh, totally brother, worthless all, all your collection is isn't worth nothing i really want to see what would happen if you took like say my account or really anyone's account said their, their average is typically this and just see see how it goes you're allowed to use all the data crumbs in the world whatever you want strip off your mods not a single one you don't get to have anything and see if you can get higher with just data crumbs or with just mods 
<laughs> I, I mean, it just seems so preposterous, especially when you frame it like that. Like, it's well, just, and it, it, it is, is it is actually impossible because we don't like we don't have enough mod storage space. Even if you're in zero, don't. yeah, strip everything true. off of every single character that you're going to use in a five v five match. Like, it, I, it, what? I would love to see it if someone can make it happen. Yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. So when when the people who say these things quit, do you tell them like to delete all their data crumbs so to be sure that they they don't come back? You know, like the like that's the advice when people are gonna quit the game. Like, don't don't come back to the game, man. Just make sure you like uh, make sure you don't come back. So delete all your mods before you leave. <laughs> you know, like that's that's what the, the people give these advice this advice to people so that they don't actually you know. Have a wee moment of weakness and come back. Um, you could just tell them to delete all their data crons, though, right? Obviously, you don't have to. It's a joke. <laughs> it's okay, guys. I I, I got it. Mm. But but Cal, where where is where would you say that attitude is like really prevalent about just you know thinking that you know now that data crons are in the game, you don't really need to work on mods because. If, you know, comments. when we're, I'm sorry, YouTube comments. See well, it all the time. Come on, I mean, it's a very common opinion. It is, but but like you know, like out like anywhere inside the top 100, I don't think you'd find a player that would say that. So where where does it start to be like this is the majority of us saying mods don't matter right around here ish. Well, I I don't know what the data sample size is. If yeah, it's I'm like asking for your gut on it. Uh, yeah. Chromium two or I'd um... say no. I'd say it starts in Kyber two, like the the area in Kyber two where every team starts to not have data crowns. That's probably where it starts. Uh, you're probably right because it has to be data crowns have to be relevant mm -hmm. to them. And yeah, if you're like go mm -hmm. down below Kyber four. You're not using Datacron, sure, but neither is any of your opponents. Right. When Datacrons were first revealed, there were a lot of people in Gauntlet Guilds that were saying it. Well, and I don't think that this is actually Arnold's take on it, but I I, I don't know. I've, I've heard a lot of people who follow him and take him very seriously say things very similar to that. I, I yeah. can tell you that... The the Gauntlet Guild I was in when Datacrons came out, that that entire alliance spent two Datacron cycles saying Datacrons are crap, you don't need them, and then somehow very quickly became the top re-rolling guild or alliance in the game. So, you know, the the sentiment was very, very real when these Datacrons came out. Yeah, it, it probably was. It probably was majority Kyber too. That that's probably. I mean, I don't know. I have data to back that up, but that's to me that makes sense. I the constant struggle for me right now is that I I'm, I'm not fighting those people on anymore. I'm more just getting concerned about other people who might see that opinion and believe it. Right. And so it's like constant mm -hmm. struggle between. Yeah, totally. You should just ignore your mods. Like, please do just make my life easier. Versus. <laughs> I need to engage with you to like try to protect other people from your bullshit. Well, and I mean, like, some one of the bigger issues with it too is, e even if it were true, and it it, it isn't, um, datacrons are only affect two game modes. Like, do you really want to try to beat the proving ground tiers without 
even like just five good sets of mods or you know try to get red crate and conquest or figure out some of these gcs like you like just even again even if it was true it's almost irrelevant because there's way too much else there that matters all of cg's recent event design has also been mod puzzles i mean that, oh, that's I, true. I, I will still defend that like that's galaxy heroes the pve design at its best is just a puzzle game where you're just like okay how do i how do i mod these characters or in some cases like if you've got a team that like you know maybe you've got them under geared and you're like okay i don't want to give them extra gear or relics so like you know that could be a puzzle of like okay how do i minimum spec this what what's the minimum i can beat this with but like it's one of those two right those have always been like the most engaging or most successful ways to play the game is I, I, I hate to tell people this, but like it, it's the primary way you interact with stuff in the game. <laughs> well, look, look at the raid right now, where it's literally just a math check. Do you hit this level with your mods? If yes, push the buttons and you get a good score. Um, and sometimes those levels, if you don't have a halfway decent mod, you're not hitting them. Unless you you want to R nine your entire roster, so maybe that's why Nomads did it. It was he was like, I don't want to have good mods. Screw it. Um, he did it for the best of reasons. Because yes, he could. He did. Um, <laughs> but no, man. like I mean, if you don't, and it's not just having mods; it's having good mods, mods that have like a potency set with a potency secondary on it. You know the the. Yeah. Not just, oh, look, this mod hit plus 20. I'm going to use this crit chance triangle because it has speed on it, you know? The number of times lately where, like, something will get added to the TB and it'd be a while before I could access it, and you would you would always hear, like, the smoke on the street is like, oh, man, this thing is impossible. And then yeah. I would just, like, load a team up with, like, all of my best armor and just completely pass the stat check. It's like, seems fine to me. <laughs> it's a mod <laughs> puzzle, baby. <laughs> Always has been. Yeah. Now mods, mods have. Uh, there was. I remember there was a stream. I I won't. I won't say which stream. Um, <clears throat> I was on, but I. They're they're hating on mods. They're like man, I just hate mods. They're so stupid. I like they, they make this game so much worse. And I I was just like, I I don't know. So they were they were doing like questions. Um, and, and I I was saying, I was like, well, what. <laughs> do you think that this game would still exist if mods didn't exist? And the, like the knee-jerk reaction was, of course it would like the be way better. Yeah. But, but then like to their credit, they actually did go in and they talked about it and they were like, you know what? It might not exist without mods. Like <laughs> they actually thought about it for a while. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. I've asked that on, on a couple different streams that I've seen people who, you know, who have said like, been disparaging mods and typically people just like they're very dismissive if they don't like mods they won't think about it but i don't know it's just an interesting thought to think like well who you know if you really think of the the, the real effect of mods on this game I, I, in my opinion i think that you know they they really do allow you a lot of customization and you're like well not all rosters are built the same they can be they can be relic the same. You can eventually get to the point where you have the same gear level and relics as everyone, but the, that's the mods are the, the difference maker. Mm. 
Well, and even even to Datacron's credit, I don't think the game the game would definitely still be here if we didn't have Datacrons. But in the higher levels right now, there would be a ton of groaning about how wildly stale GOC oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Because you're pretty much just looking at changing one variable every three to four months instead of changing, you know, let's say ten every every month, because every single every single season we play is unique. Because the overlap from, say, set 11 and set 12 is going to look different than the overlap of set 12 and set 13. And typically, there's about five teams per set that are heavily affected. And then also things, smaller things like doubt. But without that, we would literally be waiting for Bogotan to hit. Bogotan would hit, change the one variable. You would adjust. And now you have to wait three to four more months to see any change when Jar Jar hits, assuming he hits, you know, that top 22 line or even top 25 for a cleanup like it would be it the game would definitely be here but gac would be very stale i gac was already very stale at the time oh, yeah that yes, said. it was I, I actually take a stronger stance i i think that we would have been like beyond a breaking point that a lot of people would have retired from uh, yeah, lack of interest point, yeah. i i agree 100 yeah yeah i and that's when Datacrons came out, we kind of said, you know, they needed to do something. Let's see where this goes. And I don't love everything that they've done with Datacrons. I don't love every set. Lord knows that the Lord Vader set can rot in hell for eternity. Um, but like, at least it keeps things interesting. And just just think about it drives Conquest, too. It drives like half of their game modes. Even the game modes you can't use it because you're like, oh man, I need to do con conquest today because I need Datacrons. So I, otherwise, I'd be done with conquest right now. I would interact with their game mode for what four days. Sometimes you interact with it for six days and then you're done. And you're like, I mean, Datacrons did a lot that a lot of people just don't see. Feel like more and more lately there's been a growing rift between players who collect heroes so that they can like do stuff with them in like competitive modes and raids and all that and people who play competitive modes and raids so that they can collect characters <laughs> and the and the whole back and forth of like well this is just a game about collecting heroes so you know who cares what happens to such and such mode at the end of the day you're just going to collect heroes versus people who are like I, I will leave this game <laughs> if something isn't done. I don't uh, know. I, I can't I can't see the appeal of this game of just like, oh, I want just want all the heroes. I just I don't I don't know. I wanna I wanna be competitive within that, I guess. Within within what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I like the collecting part. Like part of part of me and part of me enjoys Picking a project, working on a project, completing project. Um, but I would enjoy that for like until I finish the first project and then be, be like, okay, I'm moving on to the next game. Uh, it's the it's the actual competitive modes that keep me engaged. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes just like watch Boss Nass do his like thing. <laughs> Which is just amazing. <laughs> like that that's 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 really well designed. Yes, it is.
I, th- I think the kids showing at least a promising potential direction for the game now too. It seems like they're kind of exploring some newer mechanics. Yeah, the, the, shield. the shield generator is really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very curious to just like fast travel forward two months and know like how far they're planning to take this whole shield concept. Hey, did you guys see the wording on the the summon for it? Uh, about Probably not. About it. I, I didn't see it, but I haven't had a yeah, good I, I read. I read the thing, so yeah, I saw it. But <laughs> it tell can't me, be summoned in certain raids, which oh. looks like that they're gonna just allow it for the Naboo raid. And if you want to use it in the tank raid, you know, sorry. Yeah, nope. but, but, <laughs> no, that, that's what they said in the kit reveal. Oh, mm. they did. Okay, never mind. So, summons don't normally work in raids, but they. You know, they, they wanted to exception. have the shield design, so they made an exception for the boo. <laughs> I love the sense. shield generator. Someone just like plunked it on the ground, and they're just like, Here, no one will mess with this. <laughs> like, it's just like this random piece of machinery they get all their strength from, and it's just out in the open. Now, I, I it looks, it looks really interesting. The mechanics of it, I want to know because uh, I'm sure they're going to do some things to mitigate it, but like right now, I, I just keep wondering, how do you beat teams with how they have good repost on them? When you don't have any health, like, I mean, it's not that common, right? It's like what Dooku, Talzin, Cal, Sass, yeah, say the Sassin. We're we're already down to Sass. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, everybody has an R nine Sass, and R nine Sass hits like a truck if you actually mod her properly. But keep in mind, though, her immune plus five hundred percent defense versus this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see how the the actual final version of it is. It may, maybe I'm concerned for nothing. I just um, it seems to me like this really crazy hole in the you know like Ben Solo could just wreck that team, just one shot them. Well, Ben the Ben Solo will, but any Ben Solo does you true know? damage. Anyone else right. that is, it, it is. I mean, it's been a minute since I read it. It's plus five hundred percent defense in Critimune, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'll be interested. Like Adrad is just gonna have more utility. He's like, no, you can't have protection. And they're like, ah, oh, nuts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're we're also gonna see four uniques specifically designed to work with each other. That uh, absolutely know. immune no, to protection disruption. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what Jar Jar. That's what so Jar Jar is going to be what makes this team. This team is going to be like decent without Jar Jar, and then Jar Jar is actually going to be the one that pulls it all together with some stupidly crazy unique, giving them plus seventy five percent speed and immune to healing immunity and all that crap. Plus a super spicy crown in the immediate next set, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Also, it it will be the the faction will be un literally unusable without using Jar Jar, because yeah. they have all the verbiage saying if the whole team is full of gun guns. So I guess you can well, under you, you can undersize on offense, yeah. but if you want to put it on defense, I guess is what I'm thinking. Like, it, it would never work. There's a question of how they'll exist in three v three and the near future impacts. You know, yeah, prior to Jar Jar, right? Like, like two of them will just. Just hang out. <laughs> the best part is going to be when Jar Jar releases and somehow fits better on like a Padme team or a <laughs> or yeah. like Jedi Master Kenobi team. 
And everyone's going to be like, oh, but the Gungan's over there. And then you're going to be Padme's beating GLs, baby. <laughs> I wonder, Jar -Jar I wonder if they almost. even give him the Galactic Republic tag. They probably, I think they don't. Just yeah. because it, he, he was a fucking senator. What do you that he was really with the Gungans? He was a senator. Well, in episode two, yeah. Or a fill in senator. He's a representative, is what he was before. Yeah, but the but as a as a delegate for Amidala representing Naboo, like Boss Nass is like the Gungans aren't even concerned with the Galactic Republic. Like we're just trying to do underwater city shit. Like leave us alone. <laughs> and and for some reason we have a pretty large like zoo full of usable shield generator bearer creatures. Yes, also that. Yes, the Fambas. Yeah. Yeah, Fambas, man. Like, where where did they get those? <laughs> uh, you know, they're like, hey, we've we've destroyed all resistance on the surface. They're just like, we're we heard that there's some cities in the in the water, you know. But <laughs> like, if it's on the surface, like those creatures aren't. You're not telling me that those creatures are swimming underwater. Like that that's not a thing. So uh, everyone keeps asking for like a ships mode, but what we really need is an aquarium mode. Mm. So we celebrate Phantom Menace. Nabu Raid better be underwater. Dude, could you imagine, <laughs> like, like, uh, like an escape, awesome. an escape from like the Godzilla thing that ate the Gooberfish that almost ate them? <laughs> <laughs> the Gooberfish. That would. Oh, Gooberfish! <laughs> Start of every play the raid. But then you play it, and somehow you end up like having passengers of the ship also just be the fish that was supposed to chase you. <laughs> just for like mechanical reasons sure <laughs> yes that's how the raid always ends Rokar <laughs> you have to have Qui-Gon say that there's always <laughs> fish there is man he's he's not wrong I can actually see that like in my head right now that raid that's just getting excited over there <laughs> Now it's just going to be endless waves of B1s that get increasingly stronger. Yeah. Woo. I mean, Wrangler, I feel like the, to, on some level, I wonder if a piece of CG exploring this is them like, well, what happens when someone gets like a kind of, like not even a high roll on shards, but like a medium roll. I hit like a couple that were like higher than expected by a decent amount. I was like, well, Boss Ness is like well within reach now, so I, I I would be stupid not to hop on this marquee event now, right? It's like <laughs> yeah, they, they got me. I guess that's good video though, uh, Cal. I saw your video on on the breakdown of the value of uh, this new marquee system, so I appreciated that. Oh, it's yeah, fantastic. it's actually. Sorry, sorry, so you're saying something? Oh no, I was just saying this new marquee system is fantastic. Mm -hmm. it, it... It is, and it fits like I was. I don't. I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but it fits so in line with every system that we have. It's just a break between shipments and day one that's significantly cheaper than day one, but still is fairly expensive. You just have to wait the seven days. So I, I, I thought it was kind of cool, and I really think it will incentivize more spending from things like the, the fatal descent. Like you'll get people going, especially because the the four star unlock is a better value than even shipments yeah so if you for any soft whale ever out there like that's a no-brainer um that's always going to be the way to go my question is is this cg 
testing a new marquee system or is this CG promoting Gungans in the new raid? It, like, are we yeah. going to get past the fourth Gungan and CG's like, all right, it's been cool. We're, we're back. It's like the eight eight sim on the hard notes yeah, yeah. that they were like, it, we're taking this away eventually. And everyone's like, no, 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 we're going to get used to it. And then they took it away and everybody cried. Well, they, they, I think they said that they were testing this out, right? So yeah, like if yeah. they if 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 they get the revenue target that they're looking for out That's of people like mean. going that extra mile to want to get these extra shards, uh, yeah, yeah, I I think they'll keep it on. Why wouldn't they? The the only way they don't is if it hurts. Like if if they measure it against you know, uh, the Bogotan, which I guess they'd have to mess with that a little bit just because those characters there are only three of those characters instead of four, but. Yeah, I, I think I think Revan will entirely decide if they keep it or if it goes. Like any good bean counter. Um <laughs> or maybe they said we've we tried to sell a bunch of packs with Bo and we couldn't we legitimately could not get a pack right. So screw the packs here, let's do it this way. <laughs> and then Do they we think that packs. they're gonna be just like full on rushing him? Like we're gonna have Boss Nass for a week. It'll immediately jump into tarples, and then it'll immediately jump into the other two week by week, <laughs> and then literally once the fourth one ends, the event hits, and pretty much the only way to get Jar Jar day one was to have done this method every single time. Whales, whale out scum. Well, when you when you think about upcoming release cadence and how far away the raid is, it, things get weird really quickly, especially when we have the conversation including Amadala in the mix. And the fact that she's supposed to have two marquees and that she's going to be playable and she's going to be playable before the raid is too. So it's like... And I'd like to point out with with the release schedule, so Phantom Menace, the 25th anniversary is May 3rd. If they released a Gungan every two weeks, that puts them at April 4th and that means that everyone will be soft whaleable by the time the 25th anniversary comes along. Almost Dude. like it's perfect timing for Jar Jar to come that week. That's some tasty I, I'm, I'm afraid they're going to do what they do with GI, where they release GI way ahead of the event where he was going to be used, aka to get Reva, and they were going to get, let everyone who got him first time around get the first taste for a month, Let ev show everyone else what they're missing out on, and then launch, let's say, Jar Jar's second event a month into the raid. Yeah. Like three months later. Or four. Well, so let's see. If they release if they release Jar Jar in May and the raid starts mid-July, like a lot of people have been speculating, that would put the three-month mark about three weeks after the raid started. So if they yeah. just delay it by two weeks... So basically, what we're, we're what we're thinking is it's almost impossible that we'll be getting Jar Jar on like March, in, in mid March. Oh, I don't think we get Jar Jar in March. No, March, no way, man. No. When is end of quarter? You guys know this stuff pretty well. March thirty first. Ooh, okay. There's a world where Jar Jar in March could happen, but dear Lord, sounds pretty aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, but, in theory, it could. They, I mean, have, they I haven't guess... released multiple marquees uh -huh. on the same 
update in a while. They'd have to do it every I mean, single week. Well, mm. with that would basically Batch, be it. With Bad Batch, I think they did a character and then one week gap, and then two week gap, and then one week gap. So if you did one week gap, two week gap, one week gap events. I guess there's only other three more marquees that we'd need, actually. Now that we have NAS, like it's we only have three more we have to release. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh no. That I I just don't I don't see it happening. Though I do think I've been look I've, I've been thinking about this. Like with with all of the, you know, like who knows when different characters, legendaries and the like are going to appear for the first time, for the second time. Uh, you know, for the third and fourth times, they've been so inconsistent. I almost just think they're trying to throw uh, the scent off of their trail and be inconsistent to force people into, well, if I want to be sure about this, I'd better hurry up and get the character right away. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me at all. Because yeah. there, there's no rhyme or reason otherwise. Well, I mean, they might have an internal logic that, we, that we're not privy to. That I think that's possible. But I also just think that there's value in uncertainty. For them you know like they that I, i'm like man i i don't want to be without bo katan i don't want to be the one content creator that doesn't have her or whatever i know that not everyone not all of them are going to have it i just see i just mean you know i don't want to i don't want to miss out on having her for for months and months so i better hurry up and get her the second time because who knows when she's going to be released now um jar might be the same who knows man yeah well i mean that was that was the definition of all the bow spending when everyone saw that she came back gosh the first month and then she came back the next month (laughs) yeah how many are there now that we have had a third event oh that's a good question i can tell you quick let me uh i never looked i just kind of lost interest for a while i was like "Eh, whatever some people have her she is up to 2,830. That's it? That is it. What was it last time? It was like... I mean, Kellerin still not real, or like only just one formable. Not too long ago, so right? we, bas- we basically got 1,000 per, per release. 1,000 per release? Yeah. So it's like the first time she was released, it was like 980... Then the next time it was like nineteen hundred, and now we're at twenty eight thirty. Twenty eight thirty, okay. For some reason, I, I missed. Must have misheard you. Yeah, yeah. So nine hundred every time. It's fine. Yeah, Kyber one ish. Well, though, I, 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 honestly, I think I almost think that you have to believe. I, I have almost have to believe that Jar Jar is not going. I think he's going to go straight to Journey Guide, actually. Because if he's going to be a raid character, the raid's only going to be nine months. Them putting him into the uh, the the Disney Vault for however long. <laughs> Disney Vault. <laughs> that's, did you just make that up now, or is that like a thing? Because that's no, that is painfully I, accurate. No, I I just made it up. But... <laughs> oh, it's awesome, the Disney Vault. It's uh, but but like it. It'll be gone for a while, and uh, like the raid, I I I would go as far as to say as I I would I I feel pretty confident that he's gonna be straight to straight to journey guide, or maybe just have like a really abbreviated 
time period because if he's the main raid character, which they kind of implied because like they're not going to have a new GL out by then. We've talked about that before. Like if they're doing the one year raid or one year Galactic Legend cadence, they really can't fit in with the new raid if they keep their nine month cadence. Who's going to be the main one? They kind of said that in their post, like, and Jar Jar is going to be the best team. Yeah, they did. He he's be- definitely going to take the place of the Galactic Legend in this raid. Like he's he's going to be the team that's getting max scores without any like even having to try at all. Yeah, I I hope so. I mean, but but you to be able to do that, you have to have him available to people. Like no one's going to wail on him if they're like, well, who knows, man? Maybe he'll even maybe he'll show up again before the raid is over and we have a new raid. I kind of won't. I, I I won't be surprised, I guess, either way, because I definitely see that. And I would prefer, well, maybe I'd not, because I'm getting him day once. Actually, no, yeah. <laughs> he he should come back and then not come back for nine months. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm changing my mind now. Alan's um, like, screw all those people. <laughs> this one, this one's mine. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I can see them trying to, especially, like, drive money, especially if he comes out significantly before, like, the raid does. Like, kind of like we're saying, let's say it comes out April, raid hits July um a few content creators or whatever are posting videos of super easy max scores and if you don't have George, you can't even really do anything let's say the gungans just suck without him in the raid and you get you incentivize everyone that the second whatever august jar jar hits everyone you have to have them i think permanent would be a pretty savvy move on their part that makes sense Oh, and the last last couple of them haven't been. I, I like we all thought maybe Bo-Katan would be because her predecessors what had had gone straight to Journey Guide. Bo-Katan's basically permanent. She's permanent with extra steps. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> come back three times within a month, and then maybe take a nine month break. Yeah, that, that's what I'm curious about. Is is she going to stay mm-hmm. monthly, or is this just like an early access monthly period? Siege is just trying stuff right now. It... Oh yeah, there's different cash grabs, but they're all cash grab. Yeah, if Bo-Katan stays monthly, I feel like the like if a character is not going to be permanent monthly, return is like the next best possibility for someone because it's still basically a farm at your own rate. Just be done by a certain time or plan around the next time. Mm-hmm. What it, is it's the next funny. time? With, with this bow release, I feel less pressure to get bow fast on my alt. Um, because I know she's coming back every every month. Like when the legendaries only come back every three to four months, I'm like, holy crap, I need to make sure that I farm and double or triple refresh every one of these characters so I can get them next time it comes up because I don't want to miss again. And right now, if she comes back every month, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll get her. That's cool. I, I need her for the the new TV planet, which isn't coming in for a while. So, um, eh, I'll get her. If CG does like a pump fake where it's like she's going to have monthly returns while her datacron's going on, and then when that expires, she's gone for like three to six months, then it's kind of scumming. But otherwise, yeah. I don't... That I, I don't know why dirty. anyone would be mad at a monthly return. That would be filthy. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do. But 
I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him, frankly, at, at all. Like just I, I don't know. So they they just announced. I want to I want to see if they do it one more time that I'll I'll start feeling a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, if they release her again, did, did they already announce her fourth one? Do we know? No, that's not in the okay. Um, I want to see how that goes. But then, uh, the the other the other thing about Bo-Katan is now she's promised for a bonus node in Rise of the Empire. Yeah. So she'll, you know, pe- people have a reason. If I mean, I don't know what I don't. They'd have to incentivize people to wail on her, but it it seems like. I don't know what what would make people want to want to wail on her. In, no. in that note, on that note, no, I think there are. I think if there's if there's <laughs> enough incentive in Rise of the Empire to like on the node, I, I think people would. A, a character like it has to yeah. be another. I'm not saying sure it has to be as good as Riva, but yeah. it has to be something along those lines. Like I re- I really thought that we were gonna get before we got him in Conquest. I really thought that like Malikos or another. Um, uh, Fallen Order, whatever character was going to be on Zepho. Like, I, I'm a little surprised that they are going New Planet rather than putting another character there. There's still a non-zero chance that Zepho will get a character when Cal returns a second time. Like, who who knows? Yeah. We'll yeah, Zepho was... That, that, that was the only, that's, the only, that's, that's what would incentivize me the most. Right now, Bogotan's not even the slight attractive, bit attractive with Jar Jar right now, but that's more <laughs> of a Calvin thing than anything. <laughs> no, I I think the exact same thing though. If it's a Riva level character that just may turns turns of one faction into something amazing, you know. And I mean, it's if it's Mandalore, it could easily be a a dark side Mandalorian Mandalore character that could maybe cut Maul loose or yeah. something, or or at least like Jango, they've already kind of said Jango yeah, he has that tag, but he kind of goes with, with Trench, whether you like it or not like that's kind of what their stated intention is so like there's in a way, there's only like there's between there's between three and five dark side Mandalorian characters right now mm-hmm. um, like a dark side character for that's an unlockable on on that planet i don't know it seems seems like it would fit is all i'm saying sometimes i feel like i'm the only person in the world that wants them to stop trying to build out dark side mandalore mandalorians because stop trying to make lord vader suck (laughs) it's like everybody wants to break out maul which i understand because maul is a lot of fun and it's not a criticism of trying wanting to break out Maul, but it's more yeah. of a cool. You broke out Maul, you have a cool legendary. Lord Vader just became Sith Eternal. Well, that's and we why... have to wait like eight months or eight years for another Darth Bane. That's why my original tinfoil for Zepho was that we would get Bode, who would be an Imperial Ufu. That could replace Maul. That would explain why CG like said Imperial Super Commando. Yeah, mm. it it lined up in all these sorts of ways. That like, again, I, I'm I'm still kind of just like, let's see Cal's second return. We'll see because like, when did Reva come out relative to GI's release date? I feel like she came six out like six months. Well, that and, yeah, because the the Reva mission started in December, and GI came out in June. I think it was like. Five and a half months of yeah, you know, actually yeah, that sounds right because you we were allowed to do one or two at most TBs, 
before yeah. GI came back again. And he yep. came back within six months. So yeah, five, five and a half. Yeah, because Chromium, Chromium was two TBs ahead of us in unlocking. So that's why I'm just like, I feel like it could very easily be, boom, Cal returns, Zepho character. And the, that kind of makes sense as like a format for a release, right? It's like, well, I guess Bo-Katan's monthly, so that <laughs> goes away. But <laughs> something along the lines of like, GI returns, GI got a payoff. Cal yeah. returns, Cal gets a payoff. I, I mean, maybe maybe that's all the secret plan of why they're releasing Darth Bane now. He's not actually meant for Sith Eternal. It's meant for Lord Vader to do mancraft. I don't even... I still don't think that Bane makes that much sense for Lord Vader. At least I'm not seeing the angle. Well, I, I don't think he's... I think he's better for Sith Eternal or or even somebody like Savage. But if, if <laughs> Lord Vader doesn't get Maul, he needs something. I, I do. Feel gets like he's going to be pervasively everywhere. Like you're going to find people who are just going to like do Bane and Treya or Bane and Savage or Bane and Seer. And, and every single one of them is going to be like, no, guys, this is the comp. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a thing for a while. I haven't Bane and Talon. read Bane's kid in a minute, but Bane and so Talon. Lord Vader's main struggle on offense is killing stuff, right? It, like Lord Vader's struggle isn't not being killed. It's that he times out. And I feel like, yeah. If I remember Bane's kid halfway decently, Bane's tool set is more towards helping you survive, right? Yeah, and, and Lord it's, Vader it's would also kill Bane because he's not Empire or Unaligned Force user, so he, he his mastery goes. Every time he pops his ult, yeah, Bane yeah. Bane gets leeched or whatever. Yeah. Eh, depending but, on Bane's game plan, you maybe get away with that. What, uh, what is he? Who is he? Strength? <laughs> Well, depending on what his mastery is, right? If he's doing damage based on his own health, then it doesn't matter if your mastery is like negative 10,000. You're still just like nuking people. He's like a skeleton is what it uh, is. So when Bane dies on a Lord Vader team, his strength. Lord Vader is gaining 5% crit damage in offense per <laughs> relic level on Bane. Is it that? That's yeah. Yeah. When Bane, I'm reading it right now. When Bane or other ally is defeated, the remaining ally gains five percent crit damage, offense potency, plus an additional fifteen percent of these stats per defeated character's relic amplifier level. Oh, uh, so one hundred thirty-five percent of each, whatever. Yeah. I mean, so he'll do some more damage, but like, is that enough? If you can't, like, if he can't crit or whatever, then suddenly it's just an offense crowd. Right. Depending on who he's fighting. I don't it's not bad. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh well well like Bane doesn't Bane does boost his ultimate, which I feel like the ultimate, like being able to spam ultimate on Lord Vader, like that's that's the thing. It's like because every time he gets he pops his ult toward the end, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is turning into a monster. And and then you're like, I've got you now, oh, I'll get timed out again. Right. Like, yeah, to that, me, that, that was... first that first ult sucks to get to, and then the second one comes really fast. And if you add Bane, that second one's coming by Lord Vader's like second turn. I, I so... thought before I thought before that may, maybe the the another lifter for Lord Vader would just be someone who gave him three more minutes of clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That that reminds me of those things where they talked about like they wanted to make Omega and a character a character that didn't have any Zetas and just Omegas. Like that's mm-hmm. that, that's where that lands for me. <laughs> it's a meme. So I checked Bane. He has accuracy and his mastery. So if you want Bane oh. to miss absolutely everything, then highly recommended. Uh, <laughs> I, don't yeah. know. I, I assume Bane will just generally succeed at most things that he's doing. They printed a two-turn AOE cooldown increase. Bane will do fine. It's just, again, can you get past oh. the timeout? I like that, uh, honestly, like, it, it makes him so much more, because I, I, I just kept thinking, like, what's he going to do against Kenobi? Like, Cat's just going to kill him. There's no way to stop it. And then they, they just added that he, instead of 100% turn meter, he gains a bonus turn. Like, that was always the reason you don't want to, you don't want anything to do with, uh, well, no, you, you just, like, I I thought that maybe that was just a built-in, you can't, you still can't beat Kenobi with them or something, but, um. I don't know. They they turned him into that like that that has really strong viability against against Kenobi in my opinion. Seems yeah. really good. It should pretty effectively just be an I win but on offense if you pair him with Sith Eternal and probably Lord Vader and like yeah yeah that's they sure did make that right. Like I've heard people talking about putting Bane with Savage and stuff and non Sith Eternal and I just want to say like. But why? Like, what's Sith Eternal doing elsewhere right. without any help? That that's the problem. Like, it's not that it won't work. I'm sure Savage and Bane is going to be a scary ass team. But a, you're using it on offense, and b, what the hell are you doing with Sith Eternal? Because Sith Eternal, even though everybody likes to put him on defense now, isn't great on defense, <laughs> and he's not killing that much on offense. So, the hell is he doing? I want to see how it play, how his ultimate or his leadership plays. I want to see how what that looks like, if if anything. I I independent of the current state of PvP and the fact that it's just going to get overkilled anyway. And I, I do remember going through a tin foil phase recently where my plan was to run, uh, Bane lead on defense. Hmm. I mean, I I feel like you you could possibly get a hold for, like he just kills his own guys. He's like die faster, and he kills them. But then he gets he gets all their stuff. Like he gets yeah. it's a nice boost for each of them. I was I reread it the other day. I was like, oh, that actually Literally. looks fairly annoying on defense. Like like you probably only works once, and then he's just sitting there alone. He's like, this I said rule of two, damn it, not rule <laughs> of one. <laughs> well, when you look at it in context of the other effects of the Sith get, the trade off really isn't that scary like you're really not going to run into it that often that i mean the biggest issue facing the team right now is just that bane is what 140 speed but he does kind of have a speed lead but it's still a kind of slow character that you're just going to have to try to deal with that or solve for that but i don't know man i look he's just going to die to the gl but in my mind there's something there if they just don't gl (laughs) gls don't exist They'll use the eternal with less. Bane. Actually, three of these are more excited for it, but that's just you know state of the game proper. 
But no, that's just the circle of Galaxy Heroes life now, right? They release strong new character, and they'll just you'll you'll post Bane on defense, and then they'll use Bane to two man up for better banners. Yeah, wow, cool character. That's like that was like when Sith Eternal came out, and everyone put him on defense, and everyone just (laughs) used Sith Eternal to mirror, like you said, for higher banners. (laughs) Dude, Lord, he's a. He he looks fun. I wish I wish that they had different art for him, but that's okay. I will be. A, I don't know why I, I criticize their art sometimes. Now I feel like <laughs> that's that's madness. I don't really Tareth care. has joined. Never cared. Confirmed. <laughs> I've never cared about it. I just don't like. <laughs> I think it's because I recently read the Darth Bane books. They went with the Clone and, Wars look, and like, yeah. I get why. I don't think they had a choice. Yeah, I, I'd bet that. They were told no. to. I, I bet they were like, hey, Disney, we really want to do this Darth Bane character. He was in a lot of really cool books. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have him, too. He's uh, he's in the Clone Wars. You're going to use that version, right? And they're like, well, we were kind of thinking maybe of doing the original version. They're like, oh, the, the Clone Wars one, right? right. <laughs> and they're like, take the hit. And they, they just had to do it because it, it's, it, it is a little bit odd that we're like having to pick weapons that didn't even make it into the cut that didn't make it or you know like yeah. it's, it's a really weird design choice mm. yeah that that's the feeling i got too the the you know voluntold to do yeah definitely the clone war version that's still cool that they're doing them it's just uh oh yeah i'll take this version 100 percent. oh yes. sure. it, yeah it does seem like an odd choice Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of Stap? Cool character. I don't know if he's gonna like hit that well in this game, but it's it's been fun to play so far, and I I think it's actually I I haven't thought about it in a minute that I don't have the best like examples or receipts on hand, but I can tell you for a fact that like when I was theory crafting the character. I think this might be one of their best recent releases in terms of the kit is very short, but the way that it bounces off of other characters in his team, it it, it could just like keep ping ponging off of each other in some ways that I think is just like a really cool example of simple kit with like complex consequences. Um, but he's releasing into an efficiency meta, and it turns out when you double your Grievous's health, your team's banners go kablooey. So, what's the use case? Smile. <laughs> yeah, I'm just overall happy that they're they're kind of letting you do what they're giving you the flexibility to do what you need to do on the board with separatists. Like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I'm probably not going to use a grievous team even with stop where we're at. It's probably not relevant for us. But for the guy in Kyber three or Rhodium four, or whatever, who's like, I want to be able to make a a good geo team, a good trench team, and a good grievous team, like. He has full liberty to do that now. Like the the crossover of separatist characters is significantly better with the introduction of Stop Bane and um oh oh uh, the ISC rework. Like all those have really allowed for Trench to just kind of have his team at no cost. Oh, if, if you want my like full blown prediction for like broader impact on like the entire player base, uh, well, I don't know if many people are going to build their Grievous team correctly, but if you build your Grievous team correctly, uh. I think a lot of people probably just default to seeing Grievous and using Bad Batch. 
if you build stat properly, you will just farm Bad Batch teams. So yeah, there is that as a possibility. There's also some really weird bad or uh, staff stuff that I found in testing that was like, hey, fun fact: staff doesn't use his supercharge move first <laughs> on defense. So that's that's it's fun, but then it's like, okay, so we super speed, so you just. You give him the Omicron, you give him super speed, he's going to get there anyway, so not the end of the world. But, you know, if you're, if you're playing at a level where people are just, like, playing on reflex and instinct and not really able to think through consequences, yeah, you just put Stab on the team and they're going to Terminator train Bad Bash to Oblivion or they're going to die a horrible death and you'll collect 20 free banners. If your opponent has a brain, you just put in Shock T and then you instantly win anyway but <laughs> you know ain't that the way yeah i'm i'm curious to see what what ends up happening like it, so decent in gac and and it, is there a play are there other places people are going to use him you think other than you apply this gac omicron to use and then don't use them anywhere else that that's the question to me like is 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 his uh like there's built-in weakness going to make it so that he is just immobilized and not um I don't know that just uh seems 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 pretty harsh frankly. I mean he, he kind of just feels like he shipped as the GAC version of Jordi Omicron. Like I mean I would draw a lot of parallels with uh first order tie pilot Omicron in that respect, but a more competitive version of first order type pilot omicron but still kind of in that same ballpark or wheelhouse of just trying to round out the team in all modes i don't know i don't I mean, know if i would put about as much more than that those trade-offs can I, I was trying to do squad arena testing and you read it's like okay well you take true damage how many matchups can that really affect and then it just kept on affecting more and more matchups that it just got kind of ridiculous like i i sort of ended up canceling that testing because it was just like so much of staff's power is gated behind his omicron and then so many matchups were getting negatively affected by the true damage that like he wasn't bad but it was rough there is so much true damage out there like you don't realize it because sometimes the true damage on some teams isn't that high. But if you actually look, there's a ton of true damage out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just seems like either they're gonna release another character that mitigates his his uh you know issues, or he's just GAC only. And and it costs I think the thing that I, I dislike about it is you just have you if you want the price of admission to use him is an Omicron and I'm not I'm not sure if it's mm. worth it for a you know a team that old I'm I'm not sure yet I, I've always loved Grievous I've always loved the heck out of that team but it just seems like is this enough to to get him over the over the line even in just one game mode I'm not sure I would. I mean, I don't know, but I assume Grievous is probably up there in the pantheon of teams that just like most accounts just own, right? Yeah, like like up there alongside like Geos and Ewoks and like you know how like those Omicrons end up being just like some of the most popular in the game, and it's just like everyone, right. 
like step is a newer character for sure but in, in terms of just like everyone looking at it and that's like oh that's a character i own that can impact my roster right it's like Ch Ch chief chirpers omicron is like the fourth most popular in the game and so i don't know i i, I could actually see step shipping to decent success I mean, it kind of depends on how easy it's going to be to sneak in a side project, but it also depends on if CG is going to incentivize him in the raid or something that people just end up working on him anyway. And hey, you've got a decent GAC character here that could like mess up your opponents a bit. So I don't know. Is he GAC only? Yes. Maybe he has raid value and probably has raid value. Who knows? <laughs> right. Uh, I guess I, I don't. Yeah, he'll probably be fine in the raid. I'm just um I, I don't see that as a long term. I like I I don't I don't really see uh, it seems seems like if you're getting him just for the raid, I mean a lot of us would do that, I guess, but a lot of a lot of times it's like, well that's not, not gonna be the main functionality of, of what he does, I don't think. Um a lot like because long term, the raid's gonna go away, and then you're like, oh. Well, he was good in two game modes. Now, now he's only good in one. I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna justify, especially like a side project kind of thing, uh, you know, I don't know if I don't know if the raid is the best way to do that. Maybe I just don't see it. Doesn't seem as good. Chirpa is fourth. Yes. Yeah. He be he <clears throat> beats Savage Iden. Star Killer, Malgus, Dash, oh. Adrad, Captain Rex. It's quite a bit. Yeah, and everyone has uh, Grievous from the Skywalker unlock, right? Like Separatist droids. I don't think Grievous. Uh, oh, well, the, yeah, the rest of the droids. Not yeah. Grievous. Yeah, you yeah, don't Grievous. Or, um, Kenobi if, right. if you do that. But like, so people just have that squad. Yeah, and they should oh, yeah. because uh, Genos' territory battle. Is probably is probably still relevant. Like I don't think I don't think people are just going from Hoth to Rote, right? Like they have you have to cross that bridge to some extent. Right. I again we've been bad in the past about predicting like the success of teams like the Poggle Omicron or whatever or the Trip mm. Omicron just blowing up. I don't think it's gonna be quite to that degree. And I think, you know, obtainability will dampen it to some degree, but I, I would not be shocked to see Stap at like seventy thousand plus Omicrons or whatever. Mm. Wow. Yeah, no, I, like I completely get that logic. It makes it makes sense. You're you're probably yeah, the, exactly the accessibility correct. part of it. Yeah, like a year or two is time, however long. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so I mean, he's a little bit better of a character than Stappa's, uh, I think. But Captain Rex's is pretty high, and it's kind of the same idea right now, where it's just an it's a really accessible team. Mm, sure. It's not even about accessibility. It's just like we we all got Phoenix. Thrawn made us do it. So like, is the team easy to farm? Yes, but I bet that a huge part of the psychology is just pe people are saying like, oh well, I already worked on this. So oh, I, I would yeah. be crazy, right? Yeah, not just pick up extra value on that team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, early game, you have a strangely like a, a, a pretty big list of, or co collection of Omicrons. You're like, what am I even going to use these things for? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, that that leads to to people applying the chirpacron and then eventually they're like, "Oh, oops." Kind of, but um but yeah, like they 
that they're like, I may as well. I have a ton of these things. Uh, like, I don't, I'm not going to probably not going to use them later. They need them later. And like, look, man, like, is Chirp a, a huge deal where we're at? No, but like, when team counts are lower, I bet that that Chirp Kron messes you up a pretty decent amount if you don't have that many answers flying around for it. Like, it's not that bad of an Omicron. I mean, if you have if you've developed Ewoks, honestly, like with Nisa, it's, it's not a terrible team. It's just it's a big investment for but, uh, what you get. I don't know. It seems like there's yeah. more teams that you, you don't you don't still need the Ewoks, kind of. The sentiment that I've gotten in my comments is that most people just regret it because they you only get Ewoks enough for three PO, and then Ewoks with the Omicron they were enough for three PO, even like in erodium 2 or whatever it's it's not doing much hmm. oh yeah it's it's not good but well yeah you, you just you need relics on all of them to to actually do well it's like well you know if half your team is gear 11 then and then you're putting that team half of them on with gear 11 on defense it's, it's even worse <laughs> and and no one realized I swear, I, I like the one time I ran into a, a, a the, like with with the new cron, with the data cron that the Ewoks had, and um, like only one person actually knew to put really fast mods on Pablo. I was like, this is actually a problem. Like this is this is actually really scary. Um, but otherwise, no one knows to make Pablo really fast. That's it's weird. But um, yeah, so. I don't know. I I don't I don't mean to disparage the Ewok lovers out there. They they can accomplish some some really surprising impressive stuff. Um I just don't know if it's worth the investment cuz uh, you have those surprising things are surprising because it's Ewoks doing them, not because you can't do them with other squads. <laughs> I will disparage the Ewok lovers out there, but also I just try to be more conscious these days of when dynamics shifts in the mid game <laughs> and I think Stapp can paint a very terrifying picture for the mid game where elsewhere. I agree. I, I, I think it's actually a, like such a cool character design, and I think he might not make a splash in the end game. But again, spend a lot of time thinking about that character. I, I think they kind of knocked it out of the park, and I do hope that I can, you know, find opportunities to play and abuse him to make it work because I look, man, you give your Grievous 100% health off of the rip. And in 3v3, I was messing around with it at some point. I would do like 300,000 damage AoEs to a character. Yes. And then you take a turn and your team melts and you're like, oh god. <laughs> that tax sure goes both ways. It's like old pre-nerf <laughs> BT1. I, I don't remember what it was with BT1. I don't I don't remember when he launched if it was like his team damage was bugged or that like he was ignoring their armor or something. But like it, it, when BT1 first came out, you would get a kill and you would haywire and your team would just obliterate. <laughs> and it's roughly that same vibe of like you have insane power at your hands and also you're riding a nuclear bomb. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, I, I like that kind of team. I think that's fun. <laughs> On a slightly related note, you guys are talking about like the 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 people who aspire to be like have Ewoks do things that nobody's doing with Ewoks, but a bunch of other teams are doing anyways. Mm-hmm. I am taking up the mantle for the Gungans. They're going <laughs> as high as I can get them. Every stupid Zeta and 
whatever whatever comes along the way and i'm gonna have them i'm gonna post the videos and be like guys look at my gungans being the subpar slkr you can do it too except yes. not really you're not r9ing <laughs> all of them like i'm gonna be that guy i'm doing this the gungans get a bad rap jar jar is crap but gungans are legit so i'm oh with, yeah I'm, I'm with you over oh, a lore perspective yeah definitely that's right I, yeah man. i like them man i'll uh, do that too calvin <laughs> No, this is my thing. <laughs> Something you like. This is I'm, mine. I, I'm doing this as a friend to scare you away from doing Get it. Get your own. Stop. Uh, and not the character. Stop. Stop. <laughs> isn't there? Isn't there like some like legend smuggler guy that you like? Like you can when he comes to the game, I'll I'll give you that pass. <laughs> Thanks, man. That'll be good. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I, well, if we can all look forward to that happening in six years, you can make. Yeah, a couple uh, honestly, like I don't. That was, yeah. That, that maybe we'll find something better. <laughs> I I don't I don't I feel like I do the off meta stuff enough that honestly, like the the odds are decent that I'll cover Gungans a decent amount, anyways. If they do some decent, like. I mean, maybe it'll take me a while to get there, though. Uh, Adrad, I've just recently started just, I don't know, really having super, a super lot of fun with. He, he's he's just doing so much right now. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, I wasn't aware, like, you know, you, you're like, okay, yeah, he kills a couple things. That's fine. He's, you know? He is kind of a world beater. And it, it it's weird because you don't see it. Well, just, it's such an unassuming team. You're like, yeah, yeah like, I'm. Like the the hell the characters have been around forever. You're like, what? Why was why wasn't has a base ever been good? Like, what what just happened? Yeah, like I I feel like that was that was a thing for a long time. He was like amazing, and then everyone just kind of forgot about him. And now suddenly every team wants him. Suddenly it's just he's in demand. It's, it's madness. But yeah, Edrad is um one of those sleeper teams that uh I, I just didn't expect it to be to be able to get as much mileage out of it as i have been um so you know maybe i'll be like that, that with gun guns i'll be like yeah two years later they're pretty good guys <laughs> that, that's enough time for me thank you thank you Zareth. <laughs> i didn't want to point out the two years later thing but i, I just gotta say you missed out on the Jin omicron definitely a tw omicron era which was a, an interesting time for the game <laughs> The no, next no just pause was good times. <laughs> I, I I talked about it in all of all of my G or like my Omicron videos and stuff. But I was like, I just I didn't think it was worth justifying because it, it was eventually going to get fixed. But um, eventually came someday, but it was longer than I thought it would be. Dude, it, was... it clung on, man. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. That had to be, I don't know if there's another moment in game that felt more like that, but that felt like such a strong, look at this really cool thing, also don't tell anyone. Like that, I, I, I that's the, the gist I got from in every server that I saw it being talked about. I wasn't even being that coy in the event server, whatever it would come up. I was just like, <laughs> yes, that, that, that t definitely a TW Omicron, which is for TW that I love using in TW. And it just like never got passed along. It's like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. I, I, there was a piece of me that was hoping that CG was just kind of, kind of indirectly making it canon. <laughs> I, I mean, 
I would, they're not they're not totally above that. Like they they sneak did that with Candorus and his kid after like three years. They finally changed the text to match what it actually did. And then they just didn't tell any of us. Like one day I was on I was making a video and I was like, and look at Candorus. Like he's an example of CG like having pretend rules. And then I was like, see, he says that he does this and he actually does. Oh, <laughs> he actually does that exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got out of flight. <laughs> uh, and that's that's the fickle thing about it because they did that with jawas too but then they'll they'll go in the the opposite direction too and they seem fit with like best the sean fallen they're like oh well oh that doesn't actually read the way it's supposed to let's fix it and it's like okay you could have done the jawa thing but you decided to do this <laughs> well to be honest i forgot what they even did with basla what was it so when she applies, when she puts her fear out, if it's a character that's totally immune to fear, oh, that was, oh, that was absolutely nothing happens to them now. Before, yeah. they were still, you could still get all the other debuffs that happen post-fear. Mm. Um, and yet, sure, her, her kid doesn't read that way, but it's the same thing as the Candorus or the Jawa where they, they made it. They fixed the ability rather than the wording. I tend to agree with most of their changes, but I think that was a fairly huge miss for the feel of the character. Mm. And all I have to say is it's funny these days, and I'm one of them with my alt. It's just funny to see those Sith squads, the Sith Empire squads with like like Relic 9 Malgus, Relic 9 uh, Darth Revan, Relic 9 Malak, Relic 5 Basti, you know, like <laughs> Relic nine Sith assassin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's it's just nine across the three. You know, so sometimes like Bastille will be, you know, yeah, she'll she'll be three or five. It's just funny. So I think we're seeing the same with Lord Vader too. Of like, I, I've seen a lot of non Relic nine Royal Guards recently. That I feel like is very of a time. I just got mine to seven. Dude, Royal Guards, like my, the the person I put always put on the here's here's what you should do to get your roster better. Like here's there's a list of relics you could add that maybe it's not intuitive to you, but it's gonna help you a lot. Is because that I mean at at the top levels you don't see or you see people with relic eight. Like if you see someone with relic seven Royal Guard at the very very top, I'm, I'm always like, oh my gosh, like seven is even a little bit. You know, like if it's a smaller roster, then I'm like, yeah, that make that makes more sense. But like, I I don't know. I I just it's so rare to see. But then when you get to lower levels, it's like people just have him a relic three because that's what he needs to be for Sith Eternal, right? And uh, like you just pick him up so easy, like like off the the counters that that you have to use to you know, like bounty hunters. The two main off meta counters are bounty hunters and troopers, and both of them just love to see low relic. Royal Guard. Like, that's that's their favorite thing. True. Like, Relic 9 has scared me away a couple times trying to do it. I'm like, that. I, I just don't think I... I don't think I have enough cycles to get through that. So... Yeah. That Re Royal Guard's definitely on my list. Alright, guys. I'm gonna have to call it a night. But... It was good to be here. Good to talk Gungans. Calvin, good to have you. If you all right, before you go, um, if you have one last thing to say about Gungans, 
Yeah. How excited are you about this faction? Let the world know. Yeah. Just about the I release am, in I'm general. Very, very excited. I have been holding on to my free-to-play card for six plus years now, and Jar Jar, I will gladly give it to Jar Jar uh, to be able to have these characters. I'm yeah, most of you probably know the Phantom Menace is my favorite Star Wars movie. It's what got me into Star Wars. It's kind of what brought me into the whole thing, and. Hmm. Yeah, uh, to get get to be able to use them, get to be able to use them on the planet of Naboo in the raid, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it all. I'm I'm very excited. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, awesome, man. <laughs> oh, but Prime Prime's asked a couple times. Uh, has anyone gifted you something yet? And does it still count as free to play? What's your take on that? Oh gosh. Okay, so the answer is anyone gifted me anything? The answer is no um so i still have my free-to-play card that's that, that that's the question whether those gifts count i don't really have a well-developed opinion on on that like that seems that seems like the grayest of all gray areas agreed we're gonna have the next gambit roundtable and we'll be like man i can't believe calvin has all our nines now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for... I swear they were all gifted, guys. <laughs> and uh, he's still free to play. That's the craziest part. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can, I know you. You can have a fully relic nine roster and still be free to play. That's the next video. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah, so I I lean towards the side of you should be free to play, but at the same, or you shouldn't be. You should not be considered free to play if you've been gifted stuff. But at the same time, that just feels like you're going to get spike gifts. You right. know, like they're just it absolutely you, you is like, gonna take happen. It. Like that's that's the main thing. If if you had a way to deny it, then yeah. But I don't think I don't think you can. I think you're stuck with it. I'm oh. just gonna throw out there that any guildmate that wants to spike gift anything to me, oh. I will be so angry. I swear. Yeah, I I humbly promise. I'll never so forgive you. By it. <laughs> that's gonna be the worst, man. When people spike gift me so much awesome stuff, mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, I just will be outraged. <laughs> no. My issue is, it's like the same guy who's like, oh, it's not technically my money. So someone gave me their account for free. And you look at the account and it's like all relic eights across the board. And like, oh, yeah, totally free to play. I'm like, all right, buddy. I like, I guess, but also oh. not at all. So similar concept, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. All right, my dudes. Take Thanks care. for having me. Yep. So this is this is Calvin's last free to play. Next time will be will be Calvin the Calvin the pay to play. Calvin, Calvin the, the Kraken. Uh, Calvin the Kraken. Calvin, Calvin the Kraken. Yeah. Release the Calvin. Calcrin <laughs> 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 doesn't mix as well. So it's hoping. Yeah. Not quite. I'll have to redo the logo too. All right. Now I need to fix all these stupid cameras. Well, actually, before you do that, it is starting to get a little late for me, and I didn't want to step on his toes saying goodbye. So I think I might also get ready to drop out here. So we'll have you do all that just once. But, all right. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Yes, Tass, always good to see you. And in, everyone enjoyed Tass's new logos. You saw two of them tonight. Yay. <laughs> Woo. Um, yeah, Tass, thanks for joining. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. You too. Later, man. All right. Now, let me fix this.
cameras again, or we can just leave Zareth across too. I'll just fake people out <laughs> <Yeah>. by going <laughs> from one side to the other. <laughs> uh, that tripped me out. I don't. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, wow, we just lost forty percent of our people. Madness. It's all Calvin's fault. He's getting ready to spend money on the game, and he just can't stick with it. <laughs> I, I that's that's cool. He's gonna spend some money on it, I guess. That's um, I don't know. There's a lot of things in episode one that they could add. Honestly, I, I, I like. I don't. There's so much stuff. I don't think they're gonna get to all of it. Like, there's gonna end up being a lot of characters that people are like, oh, really? Like, I, I would have liked that character. But. I feel like there is and there isn't what you think of like iconic stuff. I feel like you're very quickly more so in like the ships slash vehicles territory. Not to say that they couldn't do ships, but like vehicles gets a little bit fuzzy. Oh, you're right. I mean, they they could add two ships and probably make me happy. Maybe they could they could make Newt a capital ship. I guess he, he could have his little donut thing. All right, so so let's let's ask this question because it's actually a podcast question as well. With all this Phantom Menace stuff this summer, are we getting the new Gunray donut or are we getting Trench for the cap ship? If we're getting anything, if we're getting Separatists, I think it's Luger Hulk. I think it's the donut. It's way more iconic. I mean, iconic, sure. I I think I think trench. To me, trench makes more sense. They've been trying, you know. They they've honestly, I feel like they've made way more moves based on trench than you kind of we kind of realize. Like I I almost think, I almost think that, you know. So so that they they made the five man trench team and now they're trying to make it viable. They're like, okay, well, no one's using trench because what? Uh, let's make a character that replaces what? And so that there now we have Bane. And in theory, if they re they give us another Mandalorian, then they can also um, replace Jango at least, to, you know, to be able to uh, to let him have his team. And I don't know. Plus, he's an admiral. <laughs> he's the only have... admiral in the game without a ship right now. <laughs> and uh, Admiral Holdo is actually just in the game. Amelin Holdo. She's not. She hasn't been afforded the rank admiral <laughs> in game. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was on here back when he first released. Like, hey, he's an admiral. All the other admirals got their ships. I just don't want yeah. Trench to get any more support in the game, just despite all the people who are like, no, it's it's gonna be a man. I just don't want it to happen. <laughs> this is pure spite on my part. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy spite decisions. I support that. I'm I'm good with I, I if we get the donut, that's fine too. Um. Or, or if we get something else, uh, you know what I want? I want a ship that doesn't look like a Star Destroyer or a Mon Cal Cruiser. That's what I want. Like, those are the two things that we have right now in great, in vast quantities. Like, we have the <laughs> Please look forward to this Old Republic ship, but I feel like a lot of Old Republic ships probably just look like Star Destroyers. <laughs> I don't remember what Old Republic ships look like. Old Republic. What would it be called? Destroyer. Kotor Destroyer. 
Sorry, this is a great mid podcast bit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it looks like it. There you go. No. Boom. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> Boom. Um. All right. So we have all this Phantom Menace stuff coming out. We have maybe the new Gunray Donut. Maybe. Does malevolence just die? No, I mean, Geo's right. They they probably just like try to make Geo separate from Septroids, kind of the same as they did on ground. They have to release at least one more separatist fighter. I feel like in order to make the transition okay. Um. But uh, well, yeah. Like, what? What other? Te- what other ships would even go with with trench and you know? If there was a, I don't know. I, I think if there's a trade federation donut, it, uh, probably malevolence does just die, really, because that that's just droids, right? I think we get a galactic chase for the tri droid, and I don't remember that many other separatist ships. Um, I mean, when you think about the state of a lot of the fleets right now, like bounty hunters only have two reinforcements. Right. Yeah. So CG could easily just do some chases over the course of this year and pad that out if they really wanted to. Yeah, I, I think that's well within their realm. Yeah, Dooku has a ship. Um, they could have Asajj have a ship actually. She's yeah, kind of a cool yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot they could do here. I think if they wanted to, I don't, I don't know if they're going to overcommit that hard, but if this is the direction they want to go, they easily could. Right, there's there's room for it, I guess. Yeah, whether or not they want to, uh, yeah. I mean, I just feel I feel like a lot of the other factions are overrepresented. Uh, you know, like there's there's two galactic republics, two um, two, two, two rebels, two three empire. If three it, empire. I mean, well, kind of three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't counting executor, uh, but it is. It is technically. Right. I mean that that would that's. That's the closest to a scoundrel fleet that we have, really. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I guess the close, the very closest we'd have would be Profundity, because we, um, I don't know if the very closest, but we'd have it, it has at least um, Han and Chewie plus plus Dash on it. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Solo? What do you, what are we gonna get if we get a capital ship? Which I'm guessing we will. Uh... I think they're going to go with Trench just because the art is easier. It's easier to put an invisible hand there um, than it is to put a donut and make a donut look good. That's hard to be excited about a ship that just doesn't have obvious propulsion. Right, right. (laughs) How did the donut move? That's the question. Um, It's got three edges on the back, your honor. (laughs) It does. <laughs> I actually, I remember that from, uh, what's it called start Empire at War, killing them in fleets. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, I think malevolence is going to go the way of Akbar, <laughs> just like, yeah, we're going to release this ship, and we promise you, it's still going to be good when. The GL ship comes out. We swear. And then oh, the Akbar Akbar is literally the last ship you use, and you're like, 
okay, I just have to kill M MK6 on this stupid Levi fleet. I have nothing left but Akbar and some rebels. Please just just kill this MK6. Please. <laughs> yeah, please don't have him loaded with turn meter to the point where I have to hit him once to get him down to eight stacks, and then he takes a turn and goes to 18. Please, God. Right. <laughs> please, God. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yeah. Actually, you know what I think the best argument here is? Is just a practical argument. The donut's not going to fit well in a battle. Right. But... True enough. Whatever trench flies, I'm sure that piece of shit will fit. Plus, with the donut, what would the donut... Ultimate? They just put it sideways. <laughs> it just covers yeah. the entire left half of the screen. They could just make well, it look like it's not there by putting like the little one opening, like in the <laughs> in the visible slot, <laughs> the little horseshoe opening thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Um, no, I, I mean the donut thing is is kind of I don't know. It's iconic to some people, and to some people who aren't into Star Wars, they just be like, "Really? He like that's that's like the best capital ship in the game." <laughs> Get excited for the donut. <laughs> can't can't lie. Can't go wrong with donuts, man. Um. Oh, yeah. I I think I think trench makes makes sense to me at least. Well, because they're they're kind of pushing conquest pilots as well. It seems like to me, at least in the term in terms of um, you know, they they had a couple conquest ships, and now uh, you know, with the with Malgus being required for 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 a you know the Leviathan, yeah. What's interesting is because <laughs> say something's interesting with the road ahead, and I'm wrong. But that with the with all of the marquees that they announced in the road ahead, plus you have to imagine that there's going to be two ships that go with the cap ship this summer. We basically know every release through like June. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like we we may not know what the ships are, but we know it's gonna go four Gungans, or I guess three Gungans, then legendary. Plus Padme is gonna have two marquees, so that's two more releases. So that's basically a month's worth of releases. Then they usually release two ships to go with the cap ship. So there's another month worth of releases like we we know we know the first half of the year for the marquees or chases mostly at this point it's just a matter of suspense of hoping kids are good and curious how stuff works and right. hopefully the raid's fun and plays with the game's mechanics and not evasion and oh my god damning. i was doing the raid before before this and it was like I was like, oh man, I'm on three teams that I didn't need to restart because of stupid evasion. Then I went in with Piet and Han, and I was like, restart. <laughs> the worst is when you have to restart on like the second wave of attacks because you just see the number drop from 16 to 6, and you're like, damn it. Stupid. I'm not happy with this raid. It's fine. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. I don't really toot my horn that much because I don't expect that many people to be like, yeah, man, Crate was great. Like, I know most people did not care about Crate. So I'm not out here like, man, things were better. But 
Yeah, I like the base game's mechanics, and I like when the game asks us to play with the base game's mechanics. I like right. the crate rate a lot more, personally. I, I think if I look at everything, the past the game and like the quality of the design, I'm pretty sure crate is the best PvE they've ever done. Like, if you took it seriously and you wanted to remod for it and theory craft teams for it, like, it just ran well and it was well designed yeah. and there was so much stuff to discover that like we were like in the discord even like two weeks or three or four weeks later like someone come in like oh man i just had this idea or look at this clocking i'd be like oh shit that's crazy like yeah right right that hits like people who <laughs> figured out the imperial trooper evasion stuff it was like, oh, the raid makes sense now. Okay, I'll just do that. Right. The second it was figured out, the raid was was done. Yeah. Um, I will say about the Endor raid that's better than Crate is on my alt, I can just go in with eight teams and hit auto and still hit 10 million. As a functional day-to-day, month-to-month yeah. experience, bike is like clearly better. It's right. Just... I, I agree that Crate was much more engaging and fun but in terms of I just want to hit auto, bike rate is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think that that's, that's a pretty good summation, how I feel. So it's kind of unfortunate that, that, that it's that way. I mean, but I, I don't know how many people get into the raid anyways, to be honest. You know, we like, we call it, well, kind of live in a zone where the majority of people have to engage with it on some level because they're all, like a lot of the people watching us, you know, hanging out with us, getting on our Discord, like the people who are engaging with our channels and stuff. A lot of those people are, you know, they're, they're trying to play well. They, they have a, an interest in in doing well at, at maximizing what you know whatever their results are. And so we, we kind of live in this area where, you know, I don't know, engagement like that is we kind of just take it for granted, but I think that probably the, at the end or raid, it ends up being a, a better raid for the masses a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And plus Endor raid also didn't require Tuscans or B level cartel or, you know, it's, a, it is much friendlier to the larger player base. It's true. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what what the next thing on on the horizon is. I'm always looking for the next whatever the next thing is going to be. Um, the the Naboo raid. I'm I'm glad that they're getting away from a Galactic Legend being the focus of it. I mean, th there's no saying, there's no promises that the next Galactic Legend won't be the focus of the next raid, but. I, I am glad to see that they're trying something new where Galactic Legend isn't the, the central thing. And I don't know, I, like, do you guys think it's possible that they include Jedi Master Kenobi as one of the, the raid tunes? Um, it depends. I think it depends if we get a new Kenobi as one of the new marquees. I really hope we don't get a new Kenobi with the Padme marquees just because we don't need another Kenobi. But if we get a new Kenobi, he'll be in the new Naboo raid, not Jedi Master. But let's get on record so that someone can go back and be like, man, these guys are horribly wrong. What idiots. So 
Padme, Padme's getting two more keys. Yep. Who you got? Who's coming? Kira Knightley and Panaka. Yeah. I, I, I forget Kira's name right now. Uh, but it's going to be those two. The handmade character? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've said it a lot of times. <laughs> I think... I think we could get Kenobi, Junior Kenobi, pretty easily, and he would slot in as a pretty decent fifth on the Qui-Gon team, because um, we just got Beck. So, you know, that, that would fulfill, that would finalize that team. Uh, but if if it has to be a companion of hers, then I, I don't know. It could. I think we could get... I think Panaka is a lock. I think Panaka, like... That that's the number one, my number one choice, and then I think Rick O'Lee could be one. He's the the ship pilot guy. Then then we'd have a way to get Padme's shiny ship as well. What do you think, Fatal? I think for me, I'm half and half between. Like I agree, Panaka. There there is zero chance Panaka's not in. Or I would be. If if he's not in, it's like okay, he's gonna be a conquest for her, the future or something like that, right? right? Like, it's that unthinkable. But past that, I I think it's fifty fifty between like a Chancellor Palpatine or a Padawan Obi Wan. We got a fun to get a light side, uh, a, a, like a light side Palpatine with dark side synergies or something. I. I think you could do some really interesting stuff with that kit, but we were talking about it as like the more I think about it, the more messy it sounds to like design that I think Padawan Obi-Wan, right? Qui-Gon's a popular character. I think you could slot him in, build some fun stuff there that people will be excited about. I think it's probably Panaka Obi-Wan, but I think I'm probably gonna be way more excited for a Sidious reveal than an Obi-Wan reveal, if they ever did go that route. Yeah, I'd be way more excited for that too. CG has kind of played with characters who are supports, but also like nefarious supports in the past. And I think that I think with like a Chancellor Palpatine, and I think with a character like Luthen, if they get ever get around to it for Andor, you could really kind of play in that space of he's a support and you'll get the job done, but like the team may not be the best off for it, or like you know they'll achieve their goal, but at what cost type stuff. Like a Supreme Leader Kylo character who just doesn't care about his team. He's like, yeah, I'll use you to get ult and <laughs> and push you away. Or hopefully you'll just die and I won't have to push you even. <laughs> yeah, to, uh, that. I mean, it's cool when they add that flavor to a character, but you're right. The game-wise, game mechanics-wise, you're like, ah, there's kind of a liability here. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down. Honestly, I'd be cool if they wanted to add Sabe as well. Yeah. Um, do you guys think they do a Darth Maul Omicron? I think. Well, so I'm going to say no because they haven't added an Omicron to an old character in quite some time. But yeah. I think it would be great to add one to him. So it's something I, about fighting Jedi. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think the release of Darth Bane kind of tells also tells me they're not gonna put an Omicron on Darth Maul because didn't they call out Darth Maul like specifically with Bane when they announced him? Wait, did they? 
think they did. They they said something along the lines of like Darth Bane's gonna um not lift, but is going to help out the non-used uh Sith like Darth Maul. It was either Darth Maul or Sidious, one of the two. But I feel like it was Darth Maul. Well, one dynamic to keep in mind is that Maul's lead as I mean, I'm never gonna cope on Maul lead because I think just as a slight better historian every time that you think it might be Darth Maul, it just never plays out. <laughs> but Darth Bane is a slow character. Darth Bane is looking to get sped up. Maldi provides like 20% term meter or something. So maybe you try to accelerate the you know, two-turn two cooldown increase. Maybe it's something. Probably not. But maybe... There's not zero synergy there. I'll bat for them slightly. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't call out anyone specifically. They just said, he's going to lead the misfit Sith. And I immediately thought of Darth Maul. (laughs) Yes. Who else is misfit? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Surely not Relic 9 uh, Sith Assassin. (laughs) That's a little bit sad. Um... No, I, I mean, if what other misfits are? There? I guess there's Sidious, Sidious, Sidious and Maul, and I mean, kind of Sith Assassin, I guess. Like the, the a lot of people are using. There's enough Sith teams now, enough Sith splits that so she's not awful, right? Let's see, Sidious Maul. I'm just going through the list now. It's basically Sidious and Maul, and. Sith Assassin, I guess. I mean, everybody else has a team. Yeah, or some kind of use. Right. Like it, it used to be Dooku, but they released Trench, so obviously he's yeah, he has a home. important on that team. And he's already Relic 8. It's like, well, it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be Sith Empire Troop. Well, no, because this is Bane on the team, so if you have Bane on the team. You want Sith Empire Trooper with Sith Eternal most of the time. <laughs> Maybe they're planning on releasing more Misfit Sith. <laughs> There's like, a Sith that's bad just, yeah, for, just for Bane. Just for Bane to lift. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, would, that would actually make me chuckle a little bit at least. Um. Yeah, I I would I would be good at like Maul. Maul's biggest niche in the game right now is just as a ship that you hope doesn't really come in, but you put him on reinforcements because you know. Oh, you hope he comes in because it, it's so funny when you you look at the numbers. Like Empire struggles so much more when there's just a third reinforcement. It doesn't need to be you know. Right. Maul. Just Maul makes sense because of reinforcement priority. Like, Empire struggles more because you have to kill the stupid Mark VI and it keeps gaining stacks back when Maul comes in and puts the, the sure. retribution on him. And like the, the win rate just drops for Empire when Maul actually comes in. Well, probably also because They've been in the fight for enough turns right. that 
then a, a third reinforcement came in like it's all right you no know, your numbers are going to drop quite a bit once you get to that scenario yeah that's fair but it if you don't have a reinforcement because i've run into that a couple times where people have only put two and it's like if you had a third reinforcement you probably would have beaten me but uh you didn't have another ship come in so too bad yeah i mean i i always put it on as reinforcement as my third yeah. reinforcement for sure Gavin says he comes out for evasion feats. <laughs> it's, I don't know if there's anything worse than having to get however many ev- evades, evades in galactic challenges. I think it, for, for ships specifically, I think that's the worst. And it's like the same galactic challenge every time because there's not that much, you know, difference in meta in the ships. Yeah, I don't like it, man. Uh All right, so, so let me ask you this question. Um, if you could pick one character to get a Mace Windu-esque rework, would it be Dooku, Tarkin, or Cad Bane? Give me with the options again. Dooku, Tarkin, or Cad Bane? Because well, Mace Mace makes all my lists now. Like whenever I'm like, guys, put more relics on this character, work on right. him, like get him to relics. He's always on my list. It's not because of his ship. Um, I, like he just has so much utility. He goes so many places. Like go go from. I I, I would probably shoot. So, I I personally will say it can't be Dooku because he fits. Dooku makes the trench team, yeah, better. I agree with that. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't consider him. It's between the other two for sure. Right, right. I'd say Tarkin. Yeah, I don't know how I'd want him used, but I think I'd agree with Tarkin. Well, it makes sense. There's a ton of Empire characters out there. I mean, right. Uh, and especially if you made it so that he wasn't, didn't have to be the lead. Like Mace fits in super nicely as a non-lead. I mean, he's not, he's not a good lead. It's like, if he has to be a lead, at least he has, like gives you something, but. <laughs> as a lead. Yeah. Right. But it's more like you just took three strong characters and one happens to have a lead that kind of helps him. Um, <laughs> like when no. you think about it, Tarkin is kind of the archetypal or prototype for Dr. Afra. Where like his whole like stack of potency to try to build yeah. a big nuke is just his whole stack and payoff doesn't really stack or pay off enough usually. But like I don't know. There's a there's a play pattern there that could be like fun and unique if you just know you have a team that can go the distance. Just keep stacking. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to either him or Cat. I mean Cat is nice because then you have more incentive to get him higher relics to, and a ship really, I mean, his ship is a good incentive for it, but sometimes it just, it's like, man, where am I going to, especially for my alts, my main account has, has him relic eight. And I know that you got a lot of use out of him uh, in the, the hut raid or the crate raid um, fatal. But I also on my alts that I don't spend money on, I just keep finding it difficult to keep signing signing off on higher relics for him because <laughs> yeah. it's like he does he does pretty well at relic five you know really yeah um so give, giving him one more reason for that that they feel like that would be nice plus 
I love bounty hunters a whole lot. Right, and Zam has kind of fallen by the wayside. At, at least in the the end game, she's still yeah. In in any place that Malgus is abundant, then yeah. Otherwise, Darth Revan teams still hate Zam the most. Like that's that was the best use case for her sure. was killing yeah. Darth Revan teams, in my opinion. Um, at least the most accessible to most people. Um. Yeah, like having having Cad Bane do something good for the bounty hunters would be really nice. If I'm asking for anything Dooku related, it's Young Dooku. I don't think I want resub Dooku. I feel like he, he I'm not going to say he's like the most groundbreaking character, but I feel like he's fine where he is. But a light side Dooku, you could have a lot of fun with, I think, at this point. They've done a lot of exploration of that character at this point that there's enough to work with, too. Yeah. Yeah, a light side Dooku would be cool. That's what you're saying, right? Like, uh, or yeah, are you yeah, saying... Yeah. Like, yeah. before he left the Order. Yeah, right. give, give him, like give him Qui-Gon synergy or something. Yeah, like, play play in that space a little bit if they're looking for ideas for stuff to work on. I mean, High Republic exists, but pre-prequel is getting, you know, a decent amount of exploration right now that you know, characters like Yoda and Mace could get a little bit of extra lifeblood. I guess I guess we're in the weird space now where we're getting into like, well, you've got the Jedi, but then you've got the Re Galactic Republic Jedi, but then you've got the, the pre-prequel Galactic Republic Jedi. <laughs> oh, you're right. There's there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of weirdness right now, for sure. No no question on that. Um uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what the the right answer is. I, like High Republic is going to be really interesting because if if they do release Acolyte this summer, um, then it's like next year will be the High Republic, the the year for them to create that that whole mess. Maybe we'll get another Yoda from that era. <laughs> but now I, 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 this year they're gonna they're also going to have uh another series uh what were those called the the little one the shorter episodes visions no visions was the the anime stuff wasn't it what the tales of the jedi or whatever it was oh tales of the jedi yeah 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 that i really liked that format that was great they could have another one coming out like that i'd be good with the light side dooku that was cool But yeah, I, I think Empire's getting enough love. I guess it, in a way it would be kind of gratifying to have an, yet another team that um, the Adrad just schooled. But <laughs> otherwise, how does... Now, I, I guess... Uh, so how would how would the... If it was on defense, how, how would a, a um, team with no, I don't think it could work. I don't think I think Adred would school the Gar ISC team pretty hard, wouldn't it? Because of all the days. The uh, I mean, the days only happens if you gain Terminator, and Gar ISC don't necessarily have it themselves. So, I mean, it really depends on the scenario. But Gar ISC on defense is extremely easy to exploit. It really is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> make a make a Tarkin lead for Gar ISC. That would be interesting. Well, the thing that Tarkin provides is big nukes, and 
Braddis is specifically terrified of big AoE nukes, so I don't I don't know if he necessarily takes that one. Or at least you would be on notice. It's true. Um so I'm I don't know. There should be some exciting there should be some exciting stuff this this season or this uh half of the year, then the next half, who knows. Um we barely even talked about five v five GAC. Yeah. Surprisingly. Oh I have my doubts. <laughs> um all right, so let's talk about five v five a little bit. Um how do you guys intend to split your rebel fighters? Because we have Leia, we have Adrad, we have Saw, we have Mon Mothma. Are you just going to use all four teams, or uh, who's who's getting the cut? Every time I've thought about Mon Mothma slightly, it always just ended with, well, it has a counter. And so I don't even know if I'm going to get mine prepped. Like, I have the Kron, so like I could, but I mean, I, I might as well give them some slight modding, but... I'm not aware of any Mon Mothma stuff that is so far safe. Maybe, I, I, okay, really the season prep for this team, I think, is just going to be to load Cassie into the best potency you have, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I. you know, Mon Mothma, I'm more interested in using her with bigs against B teams. Like, I'm not going to count on her killing anything. And the question is, is there going to be B teams for her to beat? That's that's my big question. Uh, I'm not putting a ton of mods on her though. Like I'm just how how she is is how she is and how that team is basically for me. Yeah, I just I don't see there being a lot of teams that Mon Mothma with bigs are just going to I don't know go in and just school right away. Maybe there will be. We'll see, but well, yeah, I mean, if you're willing to put Captain Rex on the Pod Mothma team, it opens up a lot more counters. The oh. question is, are you willing to put Captain Rex there? What does it do is against doubt? Like, is it just shut down against all dark side, basically? Uh, I, I I feel like it would be. I think so. Yeah. So just light side only. So basically, I'll just place dark side only against people, and then we don't have to worry about Mothma. Just kidding. Uh, but I mean, I feel like we're we're gonna see mostly dark side only. Anyway, just because of doubt. I I mean, doubt's the that's that's the big the big buzz kill for everything. No, a lot of teams, I don't know, in threes, there were a lot of, there was sometimes I was like, man, doubt really isn't doing that much here. Like, you can operate without buffs, okay, on, on a lot of teams that you're countering them with. But that was threes. Fives is probably pretty different, because you can stack from so many different characters. You get, you're getting a lot of help from a lot of different places. Right. A lot more doubt's going to be spreading. It's true. That's true. There's a, there's a more, it's like, in threes, you can kind of just, if you can get past that threshold of like, oh, there's no more doubt on its way. Like, you just kind of let it spend itself. Then you can kind of you can kind of move past it. But, um, yeah. 
You know who I can't roll is Lando. I can't for the life of me roll Lando. He's just elusive. Do you think he's going to be that good? Like the wedge assist. I enjoyed the wedge assist on a Mon Mothma team. Um, I didn't use it that much though. Like I killed the occasional Ray if they if they didn't have the the stupid stacking Ufu defense, which almost all of them did. Um, but like, do you think Lando's actually going to be that good? I don't know. I want to. I forget it even existed. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what he's doing with like. I don't know. I, I want to see how how he impacts. How he impacts like on a Leia team is what I, I'm I'm curious to see if he does if that actually helps or not. I don't know if it's like I, I just it's something I wanted to to just mess around with at least, and I just can't roll it. It just doesn't well, exist for me. Right. So the irony is, if you have Lando on the Leia Leia team, that's what makes Mon Mothma be able to beat it. Um, so you, it can't be a defense thing. No, I I wouldn't put him on defense probably. Yeah. <laughs> Rokarin would trade would trade me his Lando for a Bodhi. I have an, I have an extra Bodhi one. I could do that. Hey, Bodhi gave me a ton of holds this season. Both because it let me split Chase off with Scarif Rebel Pathfinder and nobody knew how to kill Scarif Rebel Pathfinder. And him on Saw actually got holds. true I, i'm interested to see i i want to see how all of that works like what what's going to happen with like wh who's gonna who's chariot who's chase gonna go with um like could, could they slot in with leia okay is that a waste i um, mean yeah i i, I just don't really well, no, know they can't go with leia because leia is not a rebel fighter oh yeah i just had a, a massive yeah that you're right you're right um like what i don't know where they go then i'm not i'm not clear on that um because it, it's so tangible how strong chase is that it's hard for me to want to take him off of saw um but at the same time bodhi does look really strong with saw Bodhi, Bodhi to me feels like Rose and Zori. Like his level nine is just made for Saw's leadership. Right. But Chirrut hits for three million. <laughs> so, you know. Right. Well, and you can you can kind of survive better on, on a five man Saw team than in a three man. Well, depending on who's who you're facing, etc. But yeah. What what did you do, Fatal? What what did you do with Saw and, and Shirt? I am gonna be honest. I have been a lot of people take three v three off and play five v five. I'm wouldn't say I'm taking five v five off, but I, I don't really have <laughs> thoughts on this season beyond I hope doubt kind of makes things fun again and at least like puts a little bit of a halt. I mean I've you know read the crowns and like my personal thought is that Bodhi is massively overhyped and that like Cheerit is doing the clear strong thing. I think Biggs is doing a clear strong thing, but I do think that teams that are going over when I say teams going over like Terminator train teams have just increasingly been 
harder to make work and like I almost had a thought just now of like what happens when you put Mon Mothma with Biggs Kron with Captain Rex on defense that like maybe you could farm some Iden teams that way but again the meta being what it is where I'm playing everyone just cheeses and like anyone with half a brain would just equip a Doubt Kron and then mm-hmm. your team just crumbles I don't know. I, I think 5v5 is kind of in a dark time for me right now that most of my priority is actually just towards like trying fun counters and interesting fights rather than playing to win because playing to win means holding eight GLs and overkilling eight teams and it's melting my brain <laughs> and I just refuse to do it. Um, You know, I'm going to put my best work on a bunch of dark side teams and post a bunch of doubt. And hopefully that's enough to stop some people. And, you know, I think if I can get to a point where Reva is posted, Treya is posted, Malakos is posted, the usual suspects in that respect. We'll see where it goes. Right. I think doubt coming out of three, three was already kind of the clear favorite in terms of like, making everybody, you know, stop and think for a second and realize, like, if you don't take these teams seriously, they will just wreck you. And in 3v3, Moff Gideon did a pretty good job of that as well. I think in 5v5, if Saw can't justify himself, then suddenly Gideon might have to be a lot more afraid of Radis. Uh, the same might be a little bit true for Riva. It, it's really just hard to say, because I think Saw just ended up being this really weird uh linchpin this last season where Baze was like where you used Baze determined what you were capable of and you know people got kind of comfortable beating Saw cheer at Baze with whatever they beat it with that towards the end of the season I was almost at the point of like I'm just gonna nerf Saw and I'm just gonna run Baze with Radis because right that's a whole lot of power and it was costing a whole lot to not run it for me so I think my focus this season is very heavy on doubt, and it's really just keeping an eye on where Baze is going. And, you know, I think 400% defense offense conversion is very popular. I I don't really have it, and I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to make it a priority for myself. I might, but, like, I think that's adding a lot of pressure that, you know, maybe Radis with Baze will still get priced out. That That's very much going to have to be a we'll see thing. But if it works... I think Radis Bays might just end up winning out for me personally. Sorry. So a little bit of blood, but not much. You, <laughs> you talk about that four hundred percent, you know, defense to offense. I've actually started rolling off of that. Recently. What are you moving to? Because I ended up running a crown this season that got pretty good results, and it wasn't really a two-spec build for me. It's just what I had. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny together. So I just let it rock. And it did pretty well. So like, I want to hear yours first, though. I, well, so it depends. I'm really trying for the protection up one and the the stacking offense because so many empires have AOEs that you can stack 50% offense like in the blink of an eye. Yep. Um, And you're not reducing your defense by 50% in the process. Yeah. Uh, the one that I've been running was it was the protection up one but the level yeah. 3. I'm not condoning this at all. Don't copy this. It's just kind of funny. 
it was I have to pull it up. I, I don't even remember. It was just when you gain a buff, you heal. Oh yeah. yeah. Like clearly amplify agony and clearly doubt is like probably better, but it just kept on winning, and it was like, all right, maybe I just don't reroll this crown for a while and just see how far this goes. And it got a lot of holds and resets and just weirdness that I don't know. I I probably should just like switch to doubt because doubt is clearly, you know, like doubt counter synergizes Gideon, but like doubt is just doubt, and it's really good that counter synergizing your own team is fine if you're just doing a damn good thing anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know. I I, I was kind of just like fascinated. It was just like he he's still doing doing it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you gain protection up and you heal for two percent health and protection. Go get him, Shane. <laughs> Sounds like a winning move to me. I won eight and one this season, and I don't condone like anything that I did this season. <laughs> it, it was it was a fever dream. I don't know, man. Eight and one. That's awesome, man. I uh I went six and three. I was happy enough with six and three, but you yeah, and solo like, both went eight and one. Yep. Six and three is like you take that every single time, no doubt. Right. Oh yeah. But it's just funny because I'm like, yeah, I, I agree. Typically, I mean, it's 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 just as likely I go five and four in a lot of seasons. Um yeah. but but yeah, six and three, I'm like, that's pretty good. But but compared to an eight and one, it, it sounds sounds like gar- <laughs> total garbage, like the the worst kind. What? Do, why do you even play this game? Why do you bother? <laughs> right, listen, man, three v three is the land of opportunity. If you hit it a certain way, people people truly don't want to deal with an annoying defense for a mode they don't care about. Dude, I, I've always always put out my uh, offense and defense teams video uh, for for whatever season and. The three v three one, the three v three defense one gets way more hits than than any of the other ones. Because right. people just people just want they don't have to think about it. They just want the formula. And I'm like, I I don't know if this is a formula exactly, but <laughs> you know, I always get these questions. They're like, well, why? What about this squad? What are you doing with that? I'm like, that's that's in my offense team's video. But you know, <laughs> like they're like, I'm not gonna watch that. You think I'll watch that? Just gonna watch the. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the win the win button video. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. But um, that's what people do watch the the offensive teams. But it's just funny. It, it and five v five people people still watch it. They still want the 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 info. But it's just not as people are like. Yeah, I already have my teams figured out. Like people who play who pay attention in territory wars or whatever. They're like, yeah, that they probably they can come up with an approximation of that for GAC, etc. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. know. I just don't oh, know sorry. what to suggest here. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, maybe I'll give it a real stab, and you know, doubt is capable of a lot. Then maybe it, it'll be good enough that I could just give it a real stab, see how far doubt goes. You know, if, if I'm gonna really judge the season, then maybe I need to, you know, do enough elbow grease that I can really say it didn't work at the end, rather than just half-assing it. But if there anything defensively was going to happen, it it would have to be like extremely doubt oriented. I feel like at this point, it's just it, it's such a meta defining thing. It's just such a good tool set defensively that this seems like a very dark side heavy period. I think. 
Yeah, I just, I, I haven't been able to roll in, in great quantity. I probably have enough for fives. Threes, I'm still pretty short on it. I have a stupid amount now. <laughs> we won't talk about how many reroll materials went into my stupid amount. I think I'm at 12 doubt and like 15 protection up now. This was the uh, first season for me where I, I, I started, I would like roll it to three, reroll twice, and then just sell. I just parked on sector one. And that seemed uh, to work pretty well. What do you have now? How many do you have? I, it's like nine, ten, eleven, something like that. I don't I don't know the exact number, but in that ballpark. It's cool. It's probably just anecdotal. Uh but my biggest success is uh, like I re-rolling the threes have really not gotten me much getting them up to nine and then re-rolling them once they're at nine I, i've had a way higher success rate I, so w what i did for a bunch of them were i just re-rolled at three because i i wanted both protection up and out and so whatever showed up showed up and then at one point, I had 16 protection ups, and I was like, I really need to get these dark side ones. And then I rolled it to nine and re-rolled the three after I re-rolled to nine. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I would... I'm, that's, that's basically my focus right now. I think I have all the other like teams set up. I'm just trying to get Doubt crons. That's just basically I'm trying to farm, trying to farm them, man. It's a tough, tough thing though to do. Cause you, uh, my alt is so stupid. My my prevail man account. <laughs> every single cron that I own is either doubt or protection up. I'm like <laughs> I can't even use all of them. Like yeah. it's just very stupid. Like I I have no incentive to roll that many more. Like. Just especially in fives where you have to have all relic characters. I just don't have enough relic <laughs> characters, but they just every time I'm just like, let's do a re reroll a couple of them. But after three rolls, I have two more. It's just okay. Very well. I guess I'll have a bunch. My my main main account will starve. And my, my middle account is especially just not not doing well. But it's okay. We'll we'll move on from that. Um <laughs> uh... Speaking of crons, how are you planning on using BAM this season? Hmm. I I think I'll just keep him for offense. I don't know. Like it's and maybe you can we could remod him, I guess, to make him pretty frustrating to deal with. I guess if you if you put him on a dash team or something, or put him on put him on a raid team with dash and have him all all uh, lined up to make sure he gets his poop stance right before Dash uh, does his thing, but yeah, I don't know. This seems like a lot of work uh, that for a for an uncertain payout. What about you? Uh, I don't know. He's already one speed faster in Dash though, just because of three v three in the Tuscan counter, and so I'm not going to remod off of that for four months. So he's already fast. Yay, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I I don't know if I'm gonna use him on his own or use him with Ray. With Ray, he kills 
Like that that Ray Ray Bam team actually kills a lot when used on offense and you play it right. So I don't know. I don't want to take Ray on offense, but at the same time, it kills everything. So I don't know. It the does. Hard, the hardest teams to beat are kind of the the good B plus teams. So for me, it's probably just going to be, you know, used against Gideon or Seer or whoever else I see as like the I win button there. Right. Oh, hey, I just rolled a Lando Cron accidentally. Woohoo! All right, the gambit. Uh, yeah, call call that skill right there. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, he just re-rolled into protection up on level three. Uh, <laughs> that, that was magic. <laughs> I need to rant more on stream. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, Wash Farm, thank you. Um, all right, so <laughs> this question came in late today. Um, what do you think CG can learn from the Lord of the Rings failure for this game. Oh, man. You know what? I think they should just not learn anything. I think they should just keep doing what they're doing because they're clearly printing money and it's working. And trying to change things based off of something that failed, I think... So what they could learn from is maybe if they're going to make another game. But in terms of the Galaxy of Heroes segment of CG, I just I, I think they shouldn't give much thought to it. I think they should just focus on what's been working for them here. I, I don't know. If it's not broke, don't fix it. If they need to fix it, probably some stuff. What do you guys think? I mean, all analysis that I've heard of the mobile market is that it's very, very like rigid and it's incredibly hard to break into this point that i get why they wanted to do it but like you've got a live game service running it's got an established base yeah i get why they wanted to do it but like <laughs> just they, they've they've got lightning sort of in the bottle that like you need to really <laughs> i don't know man i mean and especially this genre is just not an easy genre to start. You're literally starting eight, nine years of content and design and features and quality of life stuff behind that. Like you can take some lessons and that can only get you so far, but at the end of the day, modes and content and features and characters are king and you are starting from square zero. And that. That sounds like a losing proposition to me as a player. I'm I'm gonna judge you off of that, even though it's not your fault, right? You're you're making a new game, and that's fine. But in this space, time is the ultimate deciding factor, both for what you're able to do, but also what they're able to add. And it, it just doesn't seem very viable outside of like the gotcha space being its own thing, but that's its own can of worms too. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Lord of the Rings that that game was doomed to fail from the beginning. Like nobody wants to play the same game twice. And so you didn't get as many of the 
Spuga people to jump over to that game because we enjoy playing Spuga and it's it was literally the same game at the start. Um, also, they got the wrong IP. They didn't get the IP of all the you know characters that people would recognize. Like, you know what I do wish though, and I never use I would never use it, but. Man, the one thing they did right with Home is they had the official Discord server. And I know official Discord servers are pain in the ass and heavily moderated and all that crap. But just having the ability to have an official server that people could talk on and not have to use events as a proxy, you know, announcement server. Um, I wish they brought that into this game it's like that's that's the one thing they did right on home <clears throat> yeah i i like that i mean they have the official forums obviously but that's not um it's different discord is probably more likely to have people hop on right I, I'll i'll read something that's linked in the forums but i I have not posted there for years and years. I posted there the other day. I forget why. It was... Oh, I think it was one of the meat surveys, and so I posted just hoping I could get crystals, and I didn't. Huh. <laughs> um, I wonder if he even gives crystals, because I, I did that too. I've done it a couple times. I've never gotten anything. Then again, he doesn't. I don't, I'm guessing if he sees my account, he'll be like, hmm... No, because I got it, and I'm pretty sure he hates me from when I called him out in events one day. Um, but I, so I, I, I did. It's just you have to be like the first three people that respond after the post. Um. Well. Well, I have no hope of ever doing that. So. So long, I suppose. So long, suckers. Um, or am I the sucker? Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> uh, let's see. That's kind of we hit a lot of the the questions today without hitting like without actually asking the questions. We just happen to talk about the the issues. Um. Yeah, that's really, that's all the podcast questions. So is there anything else you guys can think of? I mean, the road ahead was so, so deep. We have so many new game modes to talk about. Yeah. Um, um Prime says talk Mandalore. And I know you hate the idea of it solo. And it's physically painful for you to endure the thought of it. Um, it might be worth mentioning a couple things about it. Yeah, it, it's a planet. We'll get rewards. <laughs> um, it's going to make Hell Week even more hellish. That's. I really, I really just don't want them expanding TB further. Like I don't. Hell, I I already spend so much goddamn time on my phone this week, like adding another planet and adding four more battles, plus potentially a fifth unlocked battle. Like they did with Zepho. It just there's nothing that sounds good about that to me. Absolutely nothing. 
I just really think that TB or I'm not a TB officer, but I think guilds should really look at the parts of TB that are rewarding and matter, and the parts of TB that aren't, and the difference that like one star makes, or more importantly, doesn't make in terms of rewards versus how much it takes to unlock it. Asking people to R9 dog shit characters that basically is like sabotaging your guild versus if you just kind of chill in that respect and take TB as it comes. I don't know. I mean, we, we talk about burnout being a resource, and I think as TB grows, because it, it almost certainly will, right? I mean, yeah. are people happy with the Zephyr rewards and like you're getting Kairos and whatever else? And it seems like people are starting to take some of the GET2 missions more seriously, and you're getting, you know, 2000 GET2 out of it. How do you all feel on the current special missions and all that? Like, do you feel like those are at least worth focusing on if you just sideline the rest a little bit? Um, yeah, I do. I think, I mean, Zepho, other than the special mission, I don't think Zepho is worth it, but I think the spec, well, and the special mission on Zepho is so easy-ish. Uh, just everybody has clones. Um, but yeah, I, I think the focus on special missions over stars makes a lot of sense. I think it makes sense to a certain degree, but that then well, one thing that had occurred it has occurred to me is uh, you know like this isn't the only reason someone's going to join your guild, but for recruiting's sake, I think it's a lot easier to point to your guild if you're capable of getting like especially because our guilds are all you know Hotski Patrol has bounced around in the top ten. And, you know, we're still in the top 10 GP wise. Uh, we can't point to our amazing territory war record, obviously. But one thing we can point out is we're in the top, we're also in the top 10 of stars for territory battles. And I mean, that kind of thing is appealing for recruiting and stuff. Like, I, I think that that it looks good. It, is it that impactful? Not really. But I think that sort of thing is like, oh, yeah, like that. It's an indication that your guild has has got it together, kind of, you know, like, hey, we're not just total dog shit. At everything we're bad at territory wars because we choose to be bad at territory wars you know I, i'm guessing husky patrol doesn't have the right people in it to be great at territory wars like <laughs> at, at, on the top level because I, I mean you know people people don't want to play it and that, that's a huge part of it but uh you know we can at least show like hey we're we're still getting you know the rewards we're getting are on par with everyone else and you don't have to play territory wars as much i think that's that that's one reason in favor of of actually trying in in TB for what it's how, worth. How badly does guild management really need their recruitment post to say a number one digit higher? That you want to sacrifice guild sanity is kind of where my perspective is at. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how much extra work it is for one star difference or not to like stretch, but I feel like that would be the balancing factor. Yeah, you also think about this with a brain. Having seen a lot of these recruitment posts from people, they're not thinking about it, and they're just like, 43 stars, is, that sounds amazing. Um, well, so, I I, I what, if you, what if you have to get into a new guild? You didn't know any, like, you didn't know who to trust. You, like, you, you were just, like, devoid of, you know, you were outside of knowledge of, like, you, you don't know who any of the people in the, any of the guilds are. Like, yeah. the guilds you would probably look at the most would be the ones you know toward the top of that of that hierarchy with the test with the stars just because you're like well they're at least for sure organized 
right like they they yeah. at least know they're like they're they're good at that 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 one aspect um if i saw a guild who's like okay you're in the top 10 gp wise but you're in like you're you're only in like the top 50 territory battle wise i'd wonder why like that would just be a big question mark i mean i i totally agree on in terms of just rewards scale i i just um you know, yeah, fo focus on GT2 and, and then let people just not like just be let people deploy and call it good. I just don't think that that's that's not what other people use as criteria. If the three of us ran every single guild, you know, <laughs> we, we could change it. Yeah, I at the same time, I don't, I think people. Are like yeah, I want forty three stars, and then you say okay, here's the three level nine or R nines you have to do, and they're like, ah, maybe forty two isn't that bad. <laughs> like if you really want a good looking guild recruitment post, prioritize the special measures and say, hey, if you join us, we'll give you you know four thousand extra, eight thousand right. extra GET two per raid compared to other guilds or something. Right? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm I'm the dude who is like if a if a TW is over and there's like four like one ship wall and three ground walls and there's like nothing meaningful to practice I, I'm the guy who's like save people's sanity and just call it I'm I'm, I'm... <laughs> pride right. is like the first thing I will sacrifice at this point to like give people a day off or give people some extra time for the sake of the long term big picture. Yeah, I agree with it. And that that's my biggest problem with Mandalore. I think they could do some really cool things with Mandalore. I think they can give us uh, some really cool rewards. It's just the thought of adding five more battles to a game mode I already don't necessarily enjoy, but I'm stuck playing. Like, that's demoralizing. I think if guilds can cross a point of pride where like, okay, we're we're gonna run more special missions, but we're gonna cut some base missions or say it. like the problem is even with autoing, it's still tedious. Right. Like, you, you still have to over manage. It still manage. takes an hour of autoing. Yes. Stupid. Oh, it really is. I, I don't like it. It's frustrating to me. Just hit auto. But you have to select the team. You have to make sure and you have to make sure that everyone's got the platoons in that they need to be first, you know. So like there are times that I'm available, I'm like, oh hey, I'll go. Oh right. no, this I can't actually auto this because it's way harder right now. Right, the the game mode switches over at my normal lunchtime, um, and so it would be the perfect time for me to hit auto on like three or four teams, except for platoons, aren't filled, so I can't. Yeah, you you wish CG would just let you. It's like if you got two out of two waves fifty times. Yeah, you know, uh, on a given node like that, that would incentivize me. I'm like, yeah, I'll get that every time now. <laughs> and then we get, then yeah. we could just get a sim button. Something. Yeah. But... <sighs> Alas, man, I I agree. It it's becoming a chore. And like we were looking at it last night, we were recording crate, uh, crate expectations. Me, me and Sarah, and just looking at where. Mandalore is going to be like it almost has to be a neutral because of what they said because right. there'll, there'll be dark and light side characters it, it'll be on it'll probably be on the eight uh on the relic eight node like a, a phase four node um 
And so we will need relegate, which wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. And but but looking at it, all the other potential slots, it just it did make me tired. I'm like, man, like to be able to just to be able to eventually eventually, like in theory, if it goes on long enough, all like our guilds will be able to go all the way through phase six on all yeah. on every single run. Like right now, it's a lot easier because sometimes you only have two planets you need to do stuff on you know that's kind of like i don't think it makes sense the tb payoff is so low that like i i do think cg probably built the tb in mind with a future amount of income in mind to that like having r9 and all these characters isn't some as crazy of an ask and i think trying to rush to that point like we already have that amount of income but we don't is I mean, listen, if they want to apply those R9 as their account and they have that income and that that's their body and go go with God, I'm not going to complain or ask <laughs> them not to, but like, I just don't think the game is at that point yet. Yeah. And th those are some R9s that could have gone on some pretty good characters that would like make a difference for them. And that's just the way the game's going right now, I guess. Well, it's it's also, I mean, there's there's also just guild pride on some le on this level of some, you know, you just don't you're like, man, uh, you know, we're we're going toe to toe with these guys in territory wars. I don't want to I don't want to look less than them in territory battles. You know, there's a certain <laughs> I, level I, I, of appearance. I, I <laughs> like uh, the pride of like, oh man, they got a star more than us. Okay, well, how much how their special mission performance do? Right, like I. Dude, I'm I'm with you. I'm in your camp. I'm not. I'm just saying. I know. I, I know. I'm just like the reality. There are so many people who are are exactly what you're saying, and it just ugh, kills me. It kills me. I know I it's just, not you. It just kills. I me. I just see a, a million. I see a million reasons why guilds are just not taking it easy. I I would love it. That would be great. And I just don't think that that's that's uh, for whatever it's re for whatever the reason. It's the same as the. It's like if everyone in my ship shard would just settle down and stop putting relics on their Sith Assassin, we could all just have an okay <laughs> situation. But instead, it's like one person gets relic nine on Sith Assassin and everyone realizes how, you know, like they're like, well, there's an imbalance. I guess we're like we have to even it out. Like if everyone had just chilled out at relic five, it's the same exact results as if everyone gets them to relic nine, you know? But instead, the reality is the whole shard has to get him relic nine. Get her relic nine because because they have to that this an inevitability where we're gonna get there oh all, man i'm gonna be shard, a little crazier my ship shard has started to catch up to me in relics and i'd rather an r9 sith assassin i just switched to the mark six start and climb that way and it's so much better it's good i should yeah, I've I've said this as an irrelevant. I'm like, man, I just don't want to get to nine. I really don't want to do that. Enough people are starting to do it. What's your what? What are you guys just say the assassins at right now? Eight, seven, nice. My best yeah, worried, I think it'll <laughs> be a cold day in hell before I put R nine on Sith assassin. Hmm. My pants are eight. My Sith Assassin is Relic 7. Let's see. Where's where's my... Yeah, my IGDA is Relic 8. My Cad Bane is like, probably Relic 5 or whatever. 
I know he, the brain ruined that race. I'm not that guy. Ships is a race at the bottom. Don't get into it. <laughs> it's fair, man. Another year will pass and another three characters will need your R9s and then another year will pass and another three characters will need your R9s and they're going to be willing to spend them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just do I just do the triple attacker. They attack your Mark Six and don't gain any turn meter. Your Sith Assassin goes and you gain turn meter and congratulations, you won. Uh, it it's all the the one thing is you do need to remember to switch it out overnight because <laughs> it's pretty easy to kill when they're on when it's a human attacking that fleet. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like oh look here's a th Sith assassin with no tank protecting it. I wonder what I should do. Huh. Oh, well, how novel. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> fair yeah i think i i think there there's a decent chance there's the unlock character of course but i mean maybe there's not i i i agree with i don't i don't want i don't want territory battles to be expanded yet again i i think there's gonna start being a pretty big issue of it like you know it started off a lot more sustainable in, in a lot of ways um and now it's it's uh as guilds continue to expand, like the required amount of effort is continuing to expand as well. That's a, that's a very yeah. challenging thing for me to want to be part of. Yeah, I I like how TB is modular. I like how they can they want add or remove planets, but if you're gonna add two planets, take one away. Or get that's... a sim buttons or something. Yeah. Right. Right, you have to do something because there's what I, I didn't look. There's like five empty slots. A year from now, if all five of those slots are filled and we still have the same number of planets, like it's going to be miserable. If CG doesn't do it, the guilds need to, and if the guild refuses to, then people will want to quit, and then I guess the, the wheel turns, right? guilds can engineer their own demise out of pride if they want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll we'll just see what happens, I guess. Um yeah, right now it's it is it is fairly miserable <laughs> though. I don't blame I don't blame you for for wanting to do less in TB, I'm I'm the same. I just don't see it ever changing. Really, I'm not. I'm not even saying I want to do less. I just want to focus on the stuff that matters and rewards well, and stars okay. and planets and CMs aren't that. It never was. People are just, I don't know, number go bigger. All good, man. Yeah, I I think I'm. Otherwise. I think we're about done with the. You guys going to use guild gifting? Maybe we should just say something very brief about no. that. I will accept any guild gift that somebody wants to send me. Yeah. I don't plan I don't on anything. using it. <laughs> if so, if someone wants me to test a new character, they could totally buy me some vaults. That's fine. I, if I'll, somebody gives me I'll something, I'm gonna be, be like, wait, why? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. What's the hook here? 
right uh, yeah i don't i don't otherwise uh, you know like the the title of my the the thing for we talked about in crate i was just like the the feature everyone was looking for is asking for like do you guys do you guys know anyone who was asking for that as a feature you know I, what the, i i have actually seen forum posts asking for something along those lines but that's because people say stupid crap on the forums. Well, it's it's, it's there for it's there for moderately wealthy guild leaders with people who refuse to unlock Ray or SLK to be like, all right, motherfuckers, <laughs> hold this light side bundle. Yeah. Well, it's it's so the funny thing is, in my alt guild, uh, our friend Northern Porter sent out a message that was like, "Do not send me anything, because I might kick <laughs> I might kick you out of the guild next week." And trust me, I won't think twice if you gifted me. You're still getting booted. <laughs> I I don't have a problem with it. I just their their thing of the thing of uh, can we please do this? Like everyone asking for this. I just I've never heard or seen a hint of it. If it's on the forums, some that's something. But they're like everyone was asking for it. We keep being asked for this. It's like how many people have asked you for like Datacron user interface? You know, I I don't know. That's that's what I want. <laughs> everyone, everyone I know wants wants the user interface for Datacrons to be better. But um, that'll make them more money. It's fine. It just seemed really disingenuous. It's the same thing as like them saying like giving us frequently asked questions. They're like, oh, like lobbing themselves softballs about Datacrons back when they were first. Uh, yeah released and they they loved themselves some like really stupid questions they're like oh yeah people have really i've been wanting this i'm like nobody who uses their brain says that ever in their whole life they don't say that but you know <laughs> whatever cg is gonna find a way to, to be a little disingenuous sometimes to though i feel like they've done typically a little bit better job communicating so i shouldn't give them too hard of a time yeah and I will say this about guild gifting. If if Maw One guild gifting helped make my Gungan farm cheaper, gift away. <laughs> it's not my money. I don't care. The game has to make money. So if they want to set up a system that's going to make them money and it's not going to impact me in any way, go right ahead. Like if you. If you want to R9 your Ethcaw and your Cup and your Mob Enforcer and whatever other stupid character that you're never going to use in a TW against me, feel free. Go for it. <laughs> well, that's true. They're going to, they will make a lot of just upfront. I mean, I wonder how much money they've made just being able to sell sell the like give those those relic packs to people i mean they already made twenty thousand dollars for one from one person so right right you know what like what's considered a win for them they're like man we we only spent this many man hours working on this yeah yeah all right i'm probably out of things to talk about <laughs> It's probably a good time to call it. It's we've crossed the three hour mark. It's a good time yeah. to go to bed. At least for the East Coaster here. Um 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Fatal, for joining us once again. Always good to talk in the off week. Um, yeah. Thank you, uh, sure. Calvin and Tass, who went to bed hours ago. Uh, <laughs> and thank you to everyone listening to the podcast or everyone watching on Twitch now. Always good to see you all. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to everyone for coming out, hanging out. Uh, good, good Friday night endeavor as always. It's good to, good to talk about the game and we, I'm just glad we finally have some, something, some new stuff to discuss. Cause it was, it was just being, it was getting sad. Um, yeah. they, they didn't, there wasn't much communication for a while. And I just want to know what they're actually working on right now. Cause I doubt that it's all just been character design. Mandalore. <laughs> that's that's what their events team is working on unfortunately a new tv and not tw changes maybe well, oh. i mean maybe i i is it does it spend they've spent the last two months on mandalore and they're still like yeah we don't really know what it's gonna look like seems like seems like they they got something else that they're working on i i bet they do plus I don't know, like they've stopped the, all their people working on Heroes of Middle Earth. I mean, unless those guys have already been laid off, those guys are probably working on something too, maybe. And the industry is full of it right now, but I'd be kind of curious if Galaxy Heroes picks a new talent back up or, you know, I, I doubt we'll hear any of that though. Yeah. Yeah, that would all be back end that we don't see. Yeah. Every once in a while, some some rumor thing will float around, float out, and be like, "Oh, hey, they're announcing they announced a job. They had a job posting for right. know, this this position, and and we're like, ooh, what, what's that going? And then nothing happens from it. We're like, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have no yeah. idea, man. I just want to know. I I think they're working on something else. I could be wrong, but it seems like, I mean, maybe it's just the gun gun raid. Yeah. The Jar Jar one that they're they're trying to create an elaborate mod puzzle that, that even Fatal can't solve. <laughs> if such a thing does exist, exactly. Only me will be happy, and everyone else is going to quit the game, and that that'll just mean. <laughs> You're like, I didn't need you guys to enjoy this game anyway. <laughs> You'll be like Cartman buying the <laughs> buying the amusement park. He's like, I'm so happy. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, you guys have a great night, and I'll talk to you at a separate time. I'm sure that Fatal, maybe you and I'll meet in Kyber too. Um, <laughs> I I promise to probably do my attacks if we meet in Kyber too. <laughs> promise to probably. Yeah, I'll I'll promise to consider it as well. <laughs> my track record is not great at the moment. But efforts can be made. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, man. That, that sounds like a good plan to me. All right, I'm I'm hanging it up on the recording at least. Yep.